0: Warning: This program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations.
1: We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The heart. The
0: fifth Greetings God. and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Fifth Column this is your mostly weekly almost always weekly you know what don't complain do not complain <laughs> we're about our business it's been like the holidays and we're still producing and yeah. i mean honestly like we're in new york on vacation. shit is real right now it's real <laughs> and it's very hard for me and my people this at this particular moment in time and asking for me to explain to white people what it's uh-huh. like it's experience. exhausting i mean it's i'm just exhausting. so tired aren't you tired i'm so tired i'm so tired, Why is I'm, everybody so tired? tired? I'm also camille foster i do various things in a place called freethink <laughs> and um i i am going to be your conductor for this you're going to be the workout. adderall for those just who are so, so tired. tired and i i am flying on adderall 30 milligrams wow. today 15 in the last hour and a half wow. or so you i am just... in an exceptional shape i'm ready to rock and roll oh, i don't dear. know what we're going to do but you know what Michael Moynihan is in the building, Vice News, just back from Kenosha, Wisconsin, where he saw some things, saw and some he's things. going to chat with us about it. Indeed. Matt Welch, also in the building. Matt Welch hasn't oh. actually done shit all he's week. He's been on vacation. He's the editor-at-large of Reason Magazine. <laughs> he's been on vacation. vacation he's been man. hanging out with Coco.
2: Yeah. Coco, beware. Coco, beware. Showing her the ropes, being a dad. Just oh, a strangely well-behaved child this week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All she wants is some daddy's attention. Or the iPad. That's it. <laughs> no, the iPad. The iPad works. I want my tablet. <laughs> yeah.
3: Down memory lane. I've heard that oh, and,
0: echoing in my head. And there's a feminine voice here. Mm-hmm. Feminine voice joining us on the microphone today, Nancy Rommelman. <laughs> Hello, is here, Nancy, who is an accomplished author, a Smith. brilliant wordsmith, and who has been covering the protests in Portland for Reason Magazine, doing some of the most indispensable coverage on those demonstrations that you can find. Any place on the globe, not only because the mainstream media has largely screwed this up and is not really doing their job. And I don't want to say mainstream media because that sounds like Rush Limbaugh. Let me say elite media. Mm-hmm. They're not... That sounds like Sean their job. They're not is that right? Do they both say it? You know what? I don't Kimberly, care. Kimberly I don't care. Kimberly you know what? They, by the end of this the by the end of this <laughs> podcast, I'm gonna go full MAGA
1: and <laughs> I'm not gonna it?
0: apologize for it. When you're right, you're right. See,
4: okay? She did. It's like, dude, you're married to Gavin Newsom. Yeah, what do you and think? Yeah. The photo spread, well, she got like, out of that. She got yeah, out of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: She dropped that zero and got with a hero. Yeah, she she mm. went to the White House. Mm. But, DTJ. Know, I wonder
4: what's gonna happen if Donald Trump loses. Who's she gonna date then? He's still mm. the Abrams? son of the former
0: president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Actually, what? I mean, that could be a match made in heaven. Yeah, who knows? Why do we laugh? I don't know. Why do we laugh? That. We shouldn't laugh. Oh, I'm not laughing. Love
2: wins.
4: That love could be. wins. Yeah. yeah. Rest in power. And
0: one, one <sighs> thing Stacey Abrams knows is romance. She does. She writes oh, yeah. romance novels. It's yes. true. true. Yeah. It's true. And I mean, yeah. when oh. I think when I, Rob think sex, eyes just I went to Stacey Abrams. Uh-uh. No? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's right. What she it Wrote it them under a pen name. Yeah, I don't know. It was like jizzing in the ocean or something. <laughs> there was something about, it was something about it was like, an ocean islands. full of jizz. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> that was a good one. Actually, I think that was a follow-up. It was a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, that one was in Saint Bart. I think. But I remember one. that was like, wasn't there one that was like in the Caribbean or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. love is. that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh, Godspeed, Stacey. Yeah. I hope that recount I hear they're well, making it into a film. Actually, really? Yeah.
0: I mean, well, like maybe she'll be successful at, at something. Thing. It's going to be really great. <laughs> you remember Waiting to Excel?
4: <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I remember we, that Whitney and,
0: Houston did the the song for that thing, right? Did she? she, she oh yeah, she, yeah. Shoo
1: yeah. do. Yeah,
0: you remember that, Matt? No. No.
1: Nope. No. <laughs> Jeez. Whitney what Houston, is- do you remember? Know <laughs> yeah, 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 last scene taking a bath, White,
0: whitey Houston, <laughs> uh, Al Sh- as Al Sharpton called her. He did, yeah, no. yeah. Why they didn't like her? Really? Why? Yeah, she was too mainstream. Oh, I she was she selling was out. Well, they. I, I don't think that was. It wasn't public. It wasn't knowledge common knowledge at that point, and even now, those until are this minute rumors.
4: No, well, uh, the woman who is her best friend and managers have
0: made the yeah, claim herself. She's made the claim, Whitney. While she was alive. Denied it. And she has passed. She has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, she always denied that.
4: Yeah. The documentary, by the way, I have no interest in Whitney Houston's music. But at one time. I, I don't. I'm not like a Whitney Houston fan. But I saw the documentary on a plane, and it was pretty good. Hmm.
0: Pretty good. Nancy, were you a Whitney Houston fan? Not particularly. Wow. Matt Welch?
2: No. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciated her talent, but I, I hated yes. the way that she ruined singing. And it wasn't her fault. <laughs> wow.
0: What is going on here?
2: Yeah. After after Whitney Houston, everyone tried to sing like Whitney Houston. Country singers started singing like Whitney Houston. five-year-olds so like tried so she to do that was vocal too good.
0: Yeah. Everyone else tried to be like her. Yeah. So she ruined singing. So you're saying like the watch na- whiteness the work. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Yep. Exactly. A black woman comes along and mm-hmm. is an exceptional vocalist. Uh-huh. I'm doing the head wow. thing.
1: I'm <laughs> what doing was the head that?
0: thing, and you can't see it. my neck moves. She's an exceptional vocalist and you blame her because uh-huh. no one else measures up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is white supremacy. That's white supremacy. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. so what do you think you're talking to? Wanted okay. to Make certain that we sort of
4: I didn't know that. Like I always wonder what it would be like if David Duke wrote at Rolling Stone. And I just found out. <laughs> <laughs> right I'm just right gonna now. start knocking didn't microphones you? off of the table. Yeah.
0: Like that's what I'm gonna do now. I'm so angry. I don't know <laughs> what the to funny, do. The funny thing is I have to say that um,
4: having texted uh, with Camille a lot recently, I uh, guess we've all been in different parts of the universe.
0: You are an angry man at the moment. Right now, I'm actually pretty – I feel pretty good. Yeah, like right at the moment because yeah. you're like flying on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you didn't
2: see the protesters coming over the uh, the, bridge. You know, the
0: bridge. I saw the video of that, and I've seen video of Rochester. Um, oh, man. It's like, Wow. I also saw the video of uh, the the little confrontation in Times Square um, over the last couple of days. It's It's interesting. After Kenosha, it seemed like things might sort of not necessarily be starting to wind down, but that there was this like united front beginning to form and that the Democrats, Biden and Harris had obviously moved to the center and they were condemning the violence and maybe things would start to tamp down. And then we get this new case out of Rochester and and, and by by new, I mean new old case Mm -hmm. um, and the revelations about this case, which we should talk about a little bit, um, have uh, incited a new wave of upset. Along with another shooting in D.C., which is actually just a bizarre, bizarre circumstance to have. Animate people considering yeah. this is a young man well, it's who's actually just, holding a firearm. Yeah, in that his one hand, shows you that people is bringing are bringing his for arm something, up. So, yeah. And is he turning towards the police officer or getting ready to toss the gun? <laughs> one favorite, doesn't know.
4: My favorite thing is people but, on Twitter is like, if you look at that video, he's raising that gun to toss it. And I'm like, yeah, I think the cop yeah. made a, a, a great decision to be like,
0: I think I'm going to wait and see what happens here. Yeah. Maybe he's going to oh, toss no. it. Sir, please don't point it
2: at me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought you were going to toss it. That's a mistake on my part. Yeah, Give yeah. me a few moments exactly. so I can shoot you in self-defense. I it, think
2: the most symbolic one was in Minneapolis, though. The guy who shot himself. There oh, wasn't yes. any cops. Yeah. And there was riots and looting out. But
0: that wasn't this past week. That was no. like
2: a week or two ago. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, was there, Did it actually get to the point where there was actually... Riots and yeah. protests, because I saw people were massing in the streets. When oh yeah, the, rumors. They
2: they yeah, broke some text. things were broken. Yeah. Well,
0: we can. Uh, but and by by broke things, you mean mostly peaceful. We can we can t- yeah, nine uh, percent. Which we should probably also talk about. <laughs> by the
4: way, which is a very bad number. You saw this thing of like seven only seven percent. Like right. only seven percent are violent. I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's no, a really it, blood, it. that's a terrible. One issue.
2: out of fourteen times. Yeah the man right. bites the dog yeah yeah exactly jonah
3: goldberg had the best quote it's like if boeing said you know 93 percent of our planes don't crash be like,
2: uh-huh. and,
4: and also that number seems to be total bullshit too it seems inevitably higher but so, um the interesting thing about this is that i realized and this is why it's great to have nancy here who's been to portland uh, so many times and lived in portland is going <laughs> back to portland by the way going yeah, back on tuesday,
1: tuesday.
4: um don't want to blow your cover in case you get, you know, a black block person throwing a big brick or whatever they do. Um, but there is, is a concrete milkshake. Is it that what that seems is? to be that outside of places like Portland, Seattle, that the people who do this stuff are criminals, like actual criminals. Do like, what stuff? Like uh, looting, breaking into stores, setting things on fire. Hmm. Or like criminals, criminals, like in bad neighborhoods that people like mm, good opportunity to like rob a store like Chicago. Look at the stuff downtown the people who were robbing the stuff downtown looked generally not like Antifa people or on the other end of that. I don't,
0: are, I don't know what you mean by that.
4: Are, um, they were not dressed up in fucking little <laughs> yeah. they pajamas. all in black. Yeah, yeah. They weren't wearing the pajamas. That's yeah. what I mean. And we, and we know um, that
0: because of the Facebook videos they made of yeah, themselves, of themselves like, liberating yeah, merchandise yes, exactly. from racist lives, retailers. Live
4: streaming. Like nikes. Louis Vuitton. Yeah and it's nike it's, re- it's really important when, when you're um when you're liberating stuff to make sure it's the right size that's exactly right <laughs> that's exactly right it's not about yeah. I'm leaves to leave some of it here it's not my size yeah
0: we're really liberating i'm liberating some of it but also described in the videos is you know but if this isn't in my size i can sell this on sure. facebook yeah. marketplace yeah, yeah, yeah some people have those loved- are the real
4: entrepreneurs <laughs> them. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely like the guy who's trying to drive his car through the window that guy's like really he's a he's a yeah. hard worker he's enterprising um, and then the other end of this is um, the ones who are professional protesters. Because outside, I mean, they all live in Portland. The number of people in Kenosha who are from Portland was astonishingly high. yeah, mm-hmm. Astonishingly high. Um, quite, quite openly saying it, number one. And number two, the Kenosha Police Department released numbers the following day, two days after the worst of the riots on that Monday night um, when the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting happened and a lot of these uh, places were burned to the ground, that I think it was a hundred and... Don't quote me on this, but it's, it's almost right. 100, 110, something like that, of the people arrested, um, out of 170 or something, had out-of-town addresses. Really? Uh, yeah. That's unusual, it because was,
2: the outside agitators thing usually doesn't. usually bullshit. Yeah. Usually it's ab- not it's absolutely out. not true. And and, wow.
4: and there was, so I was at one point in front of this woman um, who was screaming into a bullhorn. Um, she was a member of RevCom the Revolutionary Communist Party, which is Bob Avakian's Maoist splinter sect, which was too crazy for the American communists. And they, of course, when you go to the site, this one went to the site two days ago where uh, Jacob uh, Blake was shot. There was, uh, it was calm. There was nobody there. And there was a garbage can uh, next to a house. And there were two RevCom signs stuck in the garbage can. Hmm. And it's like this like you know, lower middle class neighborhood of people just kind of hanging out doing nothing. And the Revolutionary Communist Party uh, uh, signs stuck in the trash. They were done with them. But that's who you're dealing with. And that's who the people are photographing. That's who the media is photographing. And this woman said she was up there and she had the bullhorn. And she said, you know, yeah, we're from out of town. But did anyone complain? Did anyone say, you know, go home or care that it was out of town when the people were at um, Stonewall? And then my first thing I thought was like, well, they didn't burn down Stonewall, did they? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> people who are not from New York were like, hey, let's set fire to the gay bar that they're trying to sort of liberate from police harassment. So not the greatest comparison, but they were quite open about being uh, from Portland. And, you know, like that car was it the uh
3: did with the gas cans in the back? No,
4: the food people. What are they? Oh, yeah, them? the the snack van. Yeah, whatever. And yeah. like they they pulled no, them over the snack van. and, they, and they, food trucks. No, well, it's not really a food it's truck. It's called the snack van. No. It's a snack van. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a snack van.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, this is the snack van servicing protesters, yes. Yes. demonstrators. Yes, got it. Yes. With organ plates on it. Got it, Kenosha where they came yes. and they yeah. they took the car. Are they also selling anything else or is it just snacks? Are I think shields. That they're no, they're
3: they're giving them away. They don't sell. Oh, they give the shields away. Well, I don't know. Sell the snacks. The shields are there. I've snacks away oh I they see, give
0: everything away
3: uh, okay yeah, capitalism
0: s- is bad it's terrible. so that's good yeah
3: uh they give the snacks away mm-hmm. i will tell you this uh one um sort of black block underground infiltrator that mm-hmm. i was hanging out with and talking to she said that um she found a, a shield on the side she's like well communism mine now yeah
4: that's not how it works yeah you just have to you have to be the person on top to <laughs> yeah. yeah they're the ones that get to steal it but no, there was, there were people, um, obviously a lot of local protesters, I talked to a lot of them, but they were not the ones, uh, they were quite upset about, uh, the violence and the, uh, looting and things like that. And there were like black lives matter protesters. They were, uh, kind of left of center protesters, mm-hmm. anti-Trump protesters. And this of course was after the, those kind of days of hyperviolence, uh, which was pretty crazy. And what happened obviously is that stopped immediately, immediately. Because the National Guard came in. Well, I want to. And, and because the people who were in town left. Yeah. And the idea that this is some conspiracy theory is is not true. They tell you quite openly that we're here to support you from Portland, some from Seattle, and some from some other places, uh, Milwaukee and Minneapolis, mm-hmm. too. But the actual Kenosha people, which is a city of 100,000 people, there's a lot of protesters there. Uh, they were not the ones. If you look at the pictures of the people um, who were setting fire to some of the businesses, there um they just they they look like people from portland just put it that way they also
3: were at the rnc and it was interesting because portland is it's going it's its hundredth night tonight so let's see what's going to happen tonight um but it we had one quiet night like about a week whenever rnc was was happening was that eerie well i wasn't there at the time but you know Mm -hmm. i check every morning what's going on it's like weirdly quiet
0: Mm, and
3: it's because a lot of them actually went to dc
0: Mm.
1: yeah
3: that's a pretty yeah, long trick. And,
4: and there's a bunch of stuff going on in DC now. And there was that van of the person that was arrested in DC. The the van had been uh spray, got spray painted on and everything. And it was the one that drove into the crowd in DC. Yeah. Uh, and that person was also uh being looked for by the Kenosha police too. So they're making the rounds. Well, the I mean thing, they're doing they're doing some some yeah. um, traveling.
0: The thing about the outside agitator narrative, though, is that it's actually one that is told by both sides, yeah, so of to course, speak. Yeah. because yeah. on the right they say, "Oh my God, all these outside agitators are going to these places and they are fomenting violence and they're doing mm. bad things." That's how you know that these Delfia. protests are rotten through and through because it's a grand socialist conspiracy and it's the, it's monstrous and bad.
2: You got the Antifa planes uh, funded by George Soros. Exactly. President Trump is informed yeah. us. Yeah. That's, well, that's well, what that's what's happening with that. Is um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that happened while you were in Kenosha? I mean, oh my God. he gave an interview horrible. and he's like, you know, the oh the uh, guys. I'm not, not going to tell you about it. There's all these guys. A lot of people are saying in the uniform on the planes together and this is traced back to a Facebook conspiracy theory from June. has nothing to do with any intelligence. It's amazing that
0: he has time to do that. But I was going to say the other (laughs) side of it though is that on the left they say well no, I mean there are outside agitators that are getting involved in our protests. Those are the ones that are perpetrating the violence. Those are the ones that are actually creating all of the chaos and mayhem. I actually I was at an Apple store in Washington Uh DC. There's one that is now um, like off New York Ave like right as you're coming into the city inside this very old um, looking building, which the guy at the Apple store actually explained to me that this was uh, the first integrated building in Washington, DC. And it's like, Okay. If that's true, that's pretty remarkable. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a, beautiful looking first Apple, store. Apple store, but he's telling me this story because the <laughs> store had been, no, not that. that, but the store had been smashed up during some of the early yeah. protests. And I said, Oh, that's really unfortunate. He's like, yeah, I mean, it really sucked. Cause we had been closed for a while and then we had just reopened. And after we'd reopened, they smashed everything. And I said, that's really terrible. I mean, and he's, like, yeah, you know, I'm sympathetic to the protesters, but you know it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I was like, well, look, you know, when you're oppressed, what you really need is an iPhone and an iPad. And he chuckled. But he said, but of course, I mean, we know it's white supremacists that are coming and doing a lot of that. Uh, I was like, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey it stop right there. Yeah. You don't need to do that bullshit for me. I saw, like, most white supremacists do not have dreadlocks. I just so, want to so <laughs> establish that that's a thing. The,
4: the, the interesting thing is that you'll talk to people who – are reasonably smart people who will talk about the the conspiracy theories on the other side, and you go into that uh, city of Kenosha after this happened, and you talk to people who are protesting on the streets, and you talk to people who are just locals. Um, the cons- everybody has a conspiracy theory. Nobody is immune from that. Yeah. Uh, immune to this, the lefty conspiracy theory is that they are agent provocateurs who are white supremacists, and by the way, everybody's a white supremacist. Oogalu. Mm-hmm boogaloo thing incidentally there were two of these guys that were arrested the boogaloo thing and I which i've that. never believed in um, as like a real actually anything beyond like a, a kind of troll and these guys i watched the videos mm-hmm. of these guys they, they they said they were in the the bujah and ha 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 but they were arrested for trying to like uh, you know lend material support to hezbollah or hezbollah and hamas that's
0: what that's what but the, if you, the if, news you reports if, say if you
4: actually that. watch the videos of these guys at the protests they're clenched fist They are, like, talking to camera about how they're there to make sure that the Black Lives Matter people can protest because they both hate the government, right? Mm -hmm. And they're full-on, we like BLM, and, you know, we hate the government. They hate the cops. They have the exact same narrative about the cops. And these guys that were arrested, you can find videos of both of them, Mm -hmm. literally, you know, clenched fist along with BLM supporters. So Mm -hmm. the narrative of them being this, like, right-wing group, I don't know if it's a group, if it's a diffuse kind of thing. Like Occupy Wall Street, that there was no one version of it. Everybody, it's has- a
0: little less, a little less yeah. d- diffuse than Occupy Wall Street. But it's it's odd because part of the narrative is that they support Black Lives Matter because they want to help incite a race war, and they imagine that these protests could help animate a race war. It is all very convoluted, and my suspicion is, like most, with most of these things, that a lot of the people who end up finding common cause under the banner of Boogaloo believe very different things and probably these are animated by different things i mean these guys are pretty silly kind if, of nuts but also one of the one of the people who uh was involved in that shooting who killed um an armed police officer yes. or a, a guard um or something like that in uh, california and, I think. and yeah. exactly and wounded someone else was one of these boogaloo um yeah. sycophants so i don't really yeah and it's, i mean it's if, difficult to actually disentangle what on earth they are therefore well if
4: they're trying to start a race war yeah it'd be really weird that they would devote their time and energy to trying to find uh, you know give money to hamas and hezbollah because apparently what they were saying is that they any enemy of the american government is an enemy of mine which is a slightly different than wanting to foment a race war i mean Mm -hmm. if they were anti-semites i would understand them doing that maybe they're that too who knows but i think you know with these people out there on -hmm. the streets um they dissipate pretty quickly there's so few. There's a there's few of them out in Portland and places like that. There's a lot of them mm-hmm. because that's like the headquarters of this stuff. And in big cities like New York, there's a lot of them. In small places like that, in Rochester, you're going to have like crooks, people who are taking advantage of the situation to like, you know, rob stores and burn things because it's fun to throw a brick through a window. And there'll be people that, um, you know, are sympathetic to that. And then a lot of people that come to foment chaos. And, you know, the second National Guard came in, that ended. But, you know, it didn't end is the the media didn't go away because they were sitting around waiting for the next, you know, thing to happen. Right. The next incitement to happen. And what ends up happening is there is in any place I was in um, Kenosha, there was probably about a one to one ratio of media to protesters, sometimes (sighs) two to one media. Mm -hmm. It is I kept on referencing that picture from the inauguration. You know, of the all the photographers taking picture of the burning barrel. Yeah, Yeah. and there was a million versions. Always a scrum. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And
3: these are real press people. These aren't real press people. Very real press people,
4: not the ones who have. My favorite is like the ones who live stream, and they had the. (laughs) This is one woman who I don't know what she probably had some you know blog or something. She had a hat on that said "press" on it. Like I was like, do you think that's what like? Journalists do they like get hats on eBay that say press on them, and like the other ones have like written in the back and crayon, like pre- but there were with the protesters with their press things. But you know, I've never seen people in the press who look like they do, no, so it's pretty easy not. to point them out. Uh, I,
3: Portland is like, I mean, Portland is absolutely packed with that. When I first got there, and that's the most recent piece I have in reason, I, I was like there for the first night in front of the federal building, and I was like. So this is like young guy, you know, like probably like 22, he's got on like a press on his hat, which is of course, like, I've never had press on my body ever in, you know, yeah. two decades. But he okay, was like, well, who do who are you with? He's like, you know, oh, independent Portland, blah, 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 I was like, yeah. okay, well, it turns out we're, we're going to talk about this later. It's just, it's all people that just throw press on their bodies mm-hmm. and then they are filming and they work together to shape the narrative and they make sure that you can't film. Uh they steal your phone, they cover your your thing, they they push you around.
2: They tell you you can't film they, sc- there's, there's they scream
3: in your face. Yeah. Um, you no know you're, um, you're not allowed to film. Or, yeah. you know, photography equals death. And they Wait, is that
0: actually a thing? The-
3: Oh, I had people. Photography equals death. Photography equals death.
0: They're screaming this at you.
3: At me, because I'm there. I'm like, you know, wearing like a pair of pink shorts and a white t shirt. (laughs) And I am not dressed as, and they're all completely press, 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 you know, with their outfits. Uh And I'm there too with my camera and my pad. I'm not one of them. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to be shaping the narrative that they want out. So they, Will you know? Try to rough me up a little bit. They mm-hmm. will block my thing. They'll scream in my face. They stole my phone, which I got back amazingly. Um, but that is that is exactly and I don't. I, it, it's different from your experience in Kenosha, where you're saying you maybe you had like I don't know the CNN or something like this. These are people that have decided what the narrative is. It's pro Antifa.
4: There's those. There are those two. And I, my cameraman who had been there shooting for the New York Times had told me of a few examples of, of him being told that he cannot film and being told to leave. And, you know, I think that in the example that he told me a couple of times about, he did actually leave because it was probably not smart for him to what? say. And I don't blame him. And that's like, I mean, he's shooting freelance stuff and he's like, you know, like get out of there. But the thing that's, I give an example, which I thought was really appalling. I was interviewing a guy who is um, somebody I should pull up his name, but he's somebody that, that people should hire. Really, really interesting guy. I've never I I mean, this guy blew me away. He's a young black kid, probably like late twenties, so young-ish, in Kenosha. And he's like a skate he's like a skater kid. Yeah. And he he has this like like Rasta kind of skateboard and has like, you know, it just it just it's exactly what you'd expect. And he's got kind of like like bit like dreadlocks stuff. And he skates around really, really fast with his camera and, and he's live streaming. And he's narrating, right? Oh. And he's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, he's like he looks like a kind of punk rock kid. He looks like he was into bad brands like 20 years ago. And I'm at the Trump when Trump, show, when Trump comes to visit. I'm right at the kind of bend where Trump were as far as we can go. And there's the Trump fans that are, that are ringing it. And by the way, this is something that the media got totally wrong and they don't show you, is that there weren't many people there. Maybe about 200 Trump supporters, maybe 150. There was a counter protest that came, maybe about 100 of those. Nothing happened. And this guy's zipping around on his skateboard. And these Trump people turn around and they yell, yelling, Corey is his name with mm-hmm. a K. They're like, Corey, Corey. And he's like, he's like, yo. And he, they, he skates over. And like, let me get a picture. Let me get a picture. And like taking pictures of them. And then he's like, everyone's like, oh my God, it's Corey, it's Corey. And they're taking pictures, taking pictures. And he's streaming and I, I go over and talk to him. This is by, you can see this on the live stream because mm-hmm. Sean, my producer and I are up to talk to him. Mm-hmm. They, let's, hey, let's hang out later. Mm-hmm. And they're like, people are saying like, don't trust the narrative. They're going to, you know, spin you and all this stuff. And he skate, skates away. And the guy that I was with had been there for a couple of weeks. And I said, this Corey kid, is he? He's is he like a, trump guy It doesn't look like a trump guy I'm like no i don't think so i don't think so i'm like does he do commentary well he does like yeah yeah he does but yeah i don't know i don't think so so later i meet up with him and he went and did a cnn hit by the way whoa and uh because he's like this local guy local kind of folk hero people on the other side Corey, Corey, and it's so nuts like what the hmm. hell's going on and so I, I, I we interviewed him i talked to him and i said to him first thing i said I said, Corey, do you think that the police in Kenosha have a race problem? And he said, actually, I don't. I think they have a power problem. And he goes in this, like, completely fascinating, smart, brilliant. And he's like, look, man, you know, everybody gets this wrong for all these reasons. And he was, like, right down the middle, saw it in the most, like, interesting ways. Brilliant kid. And was like, he, I said, like, what do you do when there's not rioting and stuff? He's like, well, you know, I like cut corporate videos for people locally. Hmm. And I'm like, this is the guy that you should hire because he is smart as hell, brave as hell. He was out there, you know, he was there with the Rittenhouse shooting. He's there for all the stuff that was burning. He's, you know, and he and everyone
2: loves him. And, and fast on the skateboard.
4: And he's just zipping on his head. So we're standing there. And this is the kind of crazy thing. This guy's walking. We're in a park. This is a day after Trump. Visited the day before Biden visited. Um, it's very, very small. There's more more media than there are protesters, and a guy comes marching across. I see him, and he's got a white MAGA hat on, and he zips by me, and he goes into this crowd of people. He's clearly there trying to create some yeah. sort of problem, and I see this kind of people forming, and then a loud noise, a loud kind of yell, and then uh, everybody. Crowds, right? Everybody kind of kind of swarms, and cameraman is there, and he looks at me. I'm like, no, nah, please don't. We're not doing this fucking shit, right? Because you look at it from uh, outside, right? From from far back in the thing, there's probably 35 journalists and like two, three, four, five, maybe 10 people for are coming. <laughs> kind of. And the next day, I see on the cover of Drudge, right, that yeah, right. battle in Kenosha, Trump supporters and and um, um, you know BLM people. There's a picture of the guy, the, the MAGA guy getting punched in the face. You can see yeah. this picture. He's got a white hat on. The Daily Mail has it on the top story. says exclusive. Literally says the word exclusive. <laughs> and it says, you know, MAGA, uh, BLM, battle in Kenosha. And it has the other way. Of course. The other guy getting punched in the face. Hmm. So what ends up happening is ultimately the cops show up because the guy, the, BL, the, um, what's it called? the uh, MAGA guy called them. He took his hat off of his head. And they burned it. And this is the first time I thought about the burning trash can That's thing. So 15, 25 people taking pictures. The funny thing about it, these fucking losers, they're all wearing Kevlar, some of them wearing helmets. I know. And I'm, like, wearing a T-shirt. Like, nothing happened that night. Nothing happened the previous night. Yeah. And these, like... And things had
0: com- things had thoroughly calmed totally down. Totally calm calmed down. down for, for a while. This was, what, Wednesday? When yeah. did the president make it to Kenosha? Was that Wednesday? Tuesday, Or I Tuesday. Think. I think yeah. it was Tuesday.
4: Um, either Monday or Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Um, yeah, what... And, and everybody's, like, photo. And then you see battle in this, like, you know what? This is essentially the same thing if somebody didn't want to put a mask on, another person put a mask on, blah, 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 at a Walmart in... You know, suburban Pittsburgh or something, and people got in a fight. That was it. There were just two guys got in a fight because they yeah. were pushing each other, and then it was exclusive Daily Mail, t- literally on the top of Drudge with the photo, like the country's falling apart. It's like there were like 15 people there, and 240 journalists that were like waiting because there was a curfew to see if people were going to stay out past the cur- curfew and see if anything was going to kick off. And you know, we were all staying in the same hotel. It was like National Guard and and uh, media. And um, you know, you can hear people talking in the bar and talking like what, what happened last night, what's going on tonight, of like the disappointment, yeah, like, yeah, nothing happened. Like we're staying here with our cameras and our crews are out there. And there's like uh, I sent Joanna I actually posted this on Instagram. Uh, I think I posted another one, but there's uh, I sent pictures to Joanna um who you know is Swedish of the Swedish cameraman and the correspondent that looked like they were in Aleppo. I mean, they're in Wisconsin, right? And the people who rolled in burned some stuff down left, right? And they're just sitting there like fully, fully. And like, so some five, 10 people are standing around them. And then some other people come to the Trump. Trump's coming. You know, at, the, at a certain point, you got a hundred people, maybe. Maybe 150 there. And then you hear the Black Lives Matter people marching down the street. They come up, there's a confrontation and everybody has their live, live shot set up because the president's going to drive by, right? They all take their camera off sticks because they're ready for a live shot. And they rush over and start, you know, cameras holding them over their head into the scrum of just people arguing with each other. And then after a bit of time, it dissipates. I, you know, president comes, leaves. I'm walking, there's a a woman with a dump Trump sign. She's um, up at the front in front of all these Trump people. And I said, dump Trump. And the guy's with him. And the guy was uh, UAW, uh, no, no, IBEW, the uh, Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. And he's like, you know, we got to dump Trump, et cetera. And I was like, man, you guys are brave. You're up there and, with all those Trump people. And it's like, Oh, they were really nice. We had a really nice talk and all that stuff. And it was really yeah. lovely. Yeah. And I, uh, and the Trump came by and I booed him and they were, they were cheering, but you know, it was, it was fine. And that was that. <laughs> and I'm like, and then the next day is like, you know, people stand, like a one shot, that tight shot. So you don't see that it's empty behind of like people, you know, nose to nose yelling at each other. And I was like, Oh my God, I haven't gone out on the road in this capacity in a while and this is all fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. it's absolute bullshit yeah and what isn't bullshit is that some people burned some buildings down yeah Yeah. but you know were there angry roving white supremacists no no i heard that from everybody too there are white supremacists out in the street at night you gotta be careful no white supremacists and kyle rittenhouse of course
0: well kyle Kyle, Kyle rittenhouse is the white supremacist he is the white supremacist
4: i don't see any evidence of that i see a lot of evidence of some a lot of weird things but not of white supremacy, but yeah. so this whole narrative watching it develop in real time, because everybody there has gone with a story in mind, and they <sighs> go to try and find the people that will that will write that or i mean their producers tell them right they like get the person who's doing x, y and z, follow them around, interview blah blah blah, and the weirdest fucking thing, and I'll just finish on this about this you know all the places that burned down the, everyone saw the cars, right this is the car yeah. they, you know it's pretty pretty stunning to see right this guy owns four used car lots uh one of them was where kyle rittenhouse shot the first guy in the head incidentally we don't know what happened there guess what the atf does because when i was there i saw that there were cameras big cameras in the front Ah. and big cameras and i asked the guy and he said atf took him the next day Hmm. it's a pretty clear shot right in front of where that that Thing. So the ATF has that. Hmm. No one's talked about it. And that's nowhere, if that footage comes out, we'll probably have a better idea. It's presumably come out of trial. Mm-hmm. But this guy, and he's got four lots, um, you know, burned to the ground. And we talked in the last episode about people who we know and people who I, we used to respect, I guess, in some ways. I can't speak for everybody. Who said, to the effect of, like, you know, the insurance, the insurance, the insurance. Well, they got the insurance. Like, oh, oh, yeah. the lives This right. is what matters the insurance. I'll tell you what, this happened to every person I talked to, um, who had a business that was burned down. The first one that I talked to was burned down was Palestinian. Mm. Interesting guy called himself Vinny. Um, people sure. in Kenosha are listening. You know, who Vinny is, he's a, he's in the uptown neighborhood. Everyone knows Vinny. He's a
2: cool guy. He'll this is like when you, uh, get the, uh, the help person on the phone. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, oh, no, 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 no,
4: that's Vinny. The guy who <laughs> owns the lots, by the way, uh, is, uh, what is it? a Sal? Vinny and Sal. Mm-hmm. Sal is Indian. Yeah. Uh, Vinny is Palestinian. Uh, they had their places burned to the ground. And I said to Sal, who has been in America for nine years, he's from Punjab. He uh, owned, he's like, he worked at a um, hotel, I think at like a Red Roof Inn or something like that, uh, and with his brother. And they started saving and they started to use car dealerships. And those, all those burned down cars were the burnt cars of an immigrant. Uh, who had been here for nine, I think nine years uh, from Punjab and nicest guy in the world. He's like, I don't even know what to say Do we punish, to punish them. He's like, you know, he's like a peaceful guy. It's like, but you know, we all bleed the same color, you know, he's, he's just like a nice sort of peaceful guy. But the thing is, is like, he said, you know, I have employees. I can't pay them now. Mm-hmm. The insurance is backed up. Mm-hmm. I'm underinsured. Mm-hmm. Uh The insurance is going, they, they initially said to him that uh, you're this is a riot. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, not not that it's not clear. It's not clear. as covered. This is like, mm-hmm. I think 178 cars or something burned. Amazing. Um, and this is something that I will ask of fifth column listeners. There is a business, not a business, a club um, called the Danish brotherhood, very in Wisconsin, the Danish brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It had been there for 107 or 108 years. Um, just torched. I mean, really probably one of the ones you saw people standing in the rubble. It's the Danish brotherhood. And I went by the Danish Brotherhood for a second day. They were just pulling stuff out. And there were two people sitting out in front of it in lawn chairs, um, a woman and a man. The woman was 93 years old, um, sharp as a tack, sweetest person. And I think it was her husband who was, I think, 95. And they, he had been running the Danish Brotherhood for 30 years. And she had been involved in this. And uh, the first thing I'll say to you guys is that uh, check it out. They have a GoFundMe. With not a lot in it. Um, and they were like, they don't know what to do. And uh, they're not going to get on their feet anytime soon. It's completely destroyed. And it had been there for 100 years. So the Danish Brotherhood, GoFundMe, tell them the fifth column sent you. I told them I'd try to get you some people over there. But the interesting thing about it is to those people that said the fucking insurance, the insurance, the insur- insurance, one of the guys climbed into the basement, it was a sort of lower level in this kind of a bar area before it collapsed and it had since collapsed. And he pulled out, um, books of photos for a hundred years, hundred years of photos, including his great grandfather and the rest of it. And when he, when he, it was when I met this guy, he was one of the younger guys. He was, I think driving to Chicago then to bring the actual photos to be repaired. I said, he's like, Oh, the best one in the country is this place in Chicago. I found it. My girlfriend found it. And he was going down there and I said, how much is it going to cost you? He said, I don't know if it's going to be cost us thousands of dollars. And the first thing about that is like, That's insane. And the insurance isn't going to pay for that, number one. And number two, think about the memories and the things that were burned in a social club for like nice old people who live in the neighborhood and they all hang out there. And everyone, by the way, everyone in the neighborhood, like I was hanging out there for most of the day at this barbershop, like black people, like it's a very immigrant heavy heavy, heavy neighborhood, black people, Hispanic people, like I said, this Palestinian guy, they all knew they were all coming by and saying like, it was so sad. And, you know, this woman this is a 93-year-old woman. There's a woman staying in my hotel who's a nurse, black woman, who's burned out of her house in the insurance burn hotel. And I was like, that's oh, the woman I saw in the hotel. She walks up to the 93-year-old woman, you know, gives her a hug, and is like, oh, you know, like they know her in the neighborhood. And it's like, they're white supremacists. They're just like old people, right? And all their shit was destroyed. And some of it wasn't, and they're trying to salvage some of it. But you tell me that the insurance money, even if it was 100%, can replace the stuff that was in there for 100 years. Mm -hmm. And if you think it can, you should go fuck yourself because that's unbelievable nonsense.
3: People that say that have nothing uh, to really ensure. They don't understand how this works. And I'm just maybe going to make a suggestion. Yes, they should go to the GoFundMe and maybe some of the people that have given the Portland Protest Defense Fund $1.35 million. They have more than 30,000 donations now for the Mm. protesters. So when you go and burn something down they can immediately get you out if you're even charged with anything, because of course the DA now has made previous crimes are no longer crimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they should, they should maybe funnel some of that money that they're putting toward people burning shit down to the people that had their stuff burnt down.
4: I, I will say that, you know, it is something, <laughs> something Wisconsin about it is that, you know, all of the, the cliches that you would think about Wisconsin people are just absolutely true. <laughs> and like the nicest, but like just, You know, depressed and upset about all it, but just the sunny disposition of like, this is horrible, but you know, we'll get back on our feet. And I'm like, you're 93. I mean, this is like, you mean, well, what are you going to do? What What are you going to (laughs) do? It's like, I don't know what the insurance situation was there, but everybody I talked to seemed to have, um, they were not going to get the money that they needed. Um, And there were a couple of GoFundMe's set up. I know Sal. uh, the the Indian guy, who's, he has a, a sign on the top of his burnt, he's like, you know, the people taking pictures of the burnt cars, you can see the sign in the back, which has his GoFundMe, and it said something about, you know, where's the justice for us, for people like us? I mean, you burn my thing down, and so the thing that was actually convincing about it, um, the outside people taking sort of the most extreme measures, was that a lot of the protesters were like, dude, this is a small town, we know these people they burn their stuff down. This is crazy. We do like, they're, and they're upset about it. Like pe- certain people were like really upset about it. They're like, this is not what we want. We don't want Donald Trump reelected. And you know, there's a video, I think it's in Kenosha of the, or maybe it's in Madison uh, of the protests of like the guy throwing something through the pizza parlor window. And the guy who owns the pizza parlor was like, do you want Donald Trump to be reelected? You know, it's actually, a video you can find this video,
3: <laughs> I've had a lot of people ask me, it's like, well, OK, you know, what's going to happen if Trump is elected or Biden? And, you know, what well, the protesters, you know, they really, you know, it, you even said something earlier, Camille, like, well, you know, if uh, if, um, you know, Biden seems to be getting like a little bit of a handle and things could calm down. I got to tell you, I do not think, at least in Portland, the protesters give two fucks about the election. Hmm. They care about what they're doing, their energy, their hmm. momentum. Yes, mm-hmm. they're animated. The, the original, like, you know, the seed of it, they animated by Trump hatred. But at this point, it has nothing to do with that. that. Absolutely yeah. not. It, it does not. It is all about the fact that they are moving toward their mission, right? And their unassailable mission. And, you know, they can have, like, this new 10-point program. We're going to abolish the police. We're going to do all this stuff. But right now what it is is the fact that they have this energy and they are not – It's very interesting that you had 235 people from the press in Kenosha. And I understand why, because what's been building in Portland for years and now months, and it's sort of this wave, you know, all of a sudden quickly happened in Kenosha or in Mm -hmm. Rochester, right? Mm -hmm. Portland, this is not dying down.
4: Mm -hmm. No, that's at all. And Portland's different
3: at all. And they now, even to the point where you all have seen you had someone murdered the other day, a patriot prayer guy, Aaron yeah. Danielson. And um, I mean, you guys know his name. You think the rest of America does? No, because he's now- I actually didn't know his name. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. because no, in, he, in the
0: in the press, I've seen right wing extremists.
3: Right wing extremist. Yeah. Um and and I and I also, you know, you can go on and you can look at, you know, Joanne Hardesty, who's one of the council people, almost anything you see written from Portland, mm-hmm. it will tell you that the reason that there are All these problems right now in Portland, the burning of the buildings, the whatever, it's because of right women extremists coming in and threatening protesters. I want to tell you that in 100 days, there was the caravan of cars that came through the Mm -hmm. other day, which was the night of the murder. And then a week before that, there was a back the blue and some proud boys that came in twice in 98 days. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But they're the ones to blame. Right. Yeah. And
2: and the local DA, or at least some of the local politicians, have made it clear that certain types of protests are or actions while protesting are going to be prosecutable, and certain ones are not. And it's tribe based. Absolutely. Correct.
3: Right. So the new DA came in. He was actually elected with like seventy seven percent of the vote, and he was not supposed to take office, I think, until the end of December. But the DA that was defeated in (laughs) In late July, I was like, dude, you're going to have to deal with this problem, so I'm dipping now, so you take over. It's like, uh, okay, I thought Mm. I had, you know, six months to get ready. He didn't. Came in and passed something that basically made a lot of the previously persecutable crimes no longer crimes for the protesters. Doesn't mean, Camille, if you go in and you do this thing, if Mm. you, like, set a fire, you're going to get off. Mm -hmm. It's basically, it's going to exonerate the protesters. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait, could we, like, That was like August 11th. Hmm. Will it be retroactive for the protesters in July and June? Actually, it will be. Oh, but wait a minute. For Joey Gibson, who was involved in something a year and a half ago, and he's up on rioting charges? Nope. He's not exonerated on the exact same charges.
2: Because I've, I've, he's Patriot
0: Prayer. Because
4: he's right Patriot Prayer. So I don't. I mean, that is how, a group. how does
0: that work exactly? What is the? It's disc,
3: it's discretionary. The DA can oh, it's decide. Just
0: discretionary. Yeah, and point, I've point talked
3: to idea. you know uh, the attorney uh, also, by the way, um, and the Patriot Prayer and Joey Gibson. They Facebook just took them off, canceled all their stuff yesterday, yeah. and the reason is basically, well, you know, we we don't want to like support you know hate groups or anything. Well, Antifa's still up there.
4: I I I I say that I don't know anything about the Patriot Prayer, but I know they exist. But I thought this was interesting to the point you're making about um, the IDing of people. This is the after the guy was killed um, right. by by federal agents. The one who right was Michael Reinhold, uh, yeah, Reinhold. Um, so this is the the piece in the New York Times. Suspect in fatal Portland shooting is killed by officers during arrest. Suspect. Okay, now here's the subhead. You're gonna see if there's something kind of curious about the subhead. Law enforcement agents killed Michael Forrest Reinhold while trying to arrest him, four officials said. He was being investigated in the fatal shooting of a supporter of a far-right group. Somebody gets an idea in that. Somebody gets a political idea in that the nameless person of a far right group.
1: Mm-hmm. The other yeah.
4: one's just a guy, Michael right. Reinhold, right And then the guy from the far right Who's group
0: who was being investigated, <laughs> who, who actually confessed confessed to having perpetrated this murder. It, it confessed to murder on, he, on video. Yes. And who
3: for is
2: a, a media public total scumbag. He was a yeah. scumbag. Yeah. And he
3: was not just being investigated. There was an a, an arrest warrant for him for second degree murder. Yeah. Okay? So he was being arrested for second degree murder. This is not just investigating. All right, he is a guy. So when I did um, I did Brett's uh, uh, Weinstein show, and we talked, and I said on that episode, which was the day before the murder, I said, "Look, you've got this movement, yeah, and and it's going to have a glow, right? And people are going to come and join this movement, and they're all not just going to be like saying the same slogan. here. are you're going to get people that want to be heroes Baffles. or nutbags. Yeah. This guy is one of these guys. He's 48 years old. He's oh, got look. a record. He's been arrested twice for unlawful gun charges, and he came in." And he did exactly what we all knew has been coming. We all knew there was going to be shooting. So he kills this guy and he's like, He's like a super proud Antifa guy, yeah. As of three months ago, because he's like kind of like a dirtbag and doesn't really have a place to land. And how new right? is that
4: clenched fist tattoo in his neck?
3: Yeah, it, which, right, it exactly. And like, he, he portrays himself tri- as
0: like, too hard, I'm it?
3: protecting, you know, black people. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so I was,
0: I was afraid for myself and my right, friends of color. I thought that that's right. Know, a friend of. By color, the way, if you see right. if you see the Killed photos from murdered. the
4: indictment, do you saw those? He's hiding.
3: Uh, Yeah. No, he said he's hiding (laughs) with his hand in his waistband. And he walks out
4: from a parking garage and shoots. And shoots the guy who has a
3: can of mace in his hand and was discovered later. He did. He was carrying Patriot prayer guys. Apparently they do carry a lot, but he was dead. Um, But now he goes on and he has this whole like confession on, but not confession, just being, you know, it was in self-defense. And now he is. So, but interestingly, so Antifa and the Black Buckley, they don't really know how to, deal with this guy it's like our side is now the killer that might not look so great the optics are not great we're not really sure what to do then he goes on and he has the like but there was nothing to do and now can they make a martyr out of him i'm trying they're trying but it's going to be pretty hard like he bought the gun from his son for what a, a, a ounce of, of weed, weed and a hundred dollars and yes. he's you do. yeah well yeah he's not he's not going to be easily remade into a hero
0: well some people haven't them. even tried though i mean i've I've seen footage of people saying i don't i don't weep when i see Absolutely. one of bears get killed because these people are bad this you know we we took out the trash
3: i'm gonna like try not to cry here because i saw that video the next day too yeah. and they were like it's like i don't care we will take out trash it's like guys a guy was just shot in the street and murdered. Mm-hmm. And and I think what they're really doing, I actually don't think they're going to make him a hero. I think they have enough momentum between what they've got in Portland and the national press where everything is, the Portland narrative is completely, mm-hmm. you know, crafted for them. Just kind of sweep it just away ignore, yeah. and say, hey, it's these white supremacists. Right. They are the ones that are creating the troubles. Mm-hmm. And they'll just like kind of move on.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and cast After him. ousting the mayor from his residence. Yeah. Right. Burning
0: him out. Burning him out. This this was this was this week, kind of and this crazy. this story is actually yes. pretty remarkable. It's, it's, so maybe you crazy, could, you can put some 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 context in this for us, Nancy. Because from what I read, is that law enforcement is somewhere nearby observing that their tactic for de-escalating the situation is to not engage, so as not to inflame. I'm using that word, yeah, no. Me, no. Um, not inflame the situation and the protesters who are there. Begin to set fire to an apartment building. Is the apartment building occupied? Yes. And presumably, the mayor of Portland is not the only person who lives in this apartment. That
5: building. is correct. What, it's not a high rise. rise
0: exactly. It's a high rise. And yeah. then it's
3: like, a, I guess he bought it. It's like $825,000. He bought the apartment a couple of years ago. So, so what happens is you get, and I, I want to be very, very clear about this. Um, yes, there were peaceful protests for a long time, mm-hmm. they kind of died down. They re-flared up when the feds came and all that. And we, we've talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. Right now, there are some peaceful stuff going on. But what you have every single night are the unpeaceful protesters mm-hmm. that are meeting. And they meet in a local park at 8 o'clock. They rev up a little. They have shield practice. They have some <laughs> snacks. I'm serious. Shield they have some practice. snacks.
0: Mic check. Yes. Uh, Snack time. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I actually
3: sh- should give you the picture I have yeah. for this one undercover black block person that I interviewed uh, was at it, and, and she took a picture, and there was a cake, and it said cops are poo-poo pee-pee. Oh, yeah. I hmm. I am... Actually, yeah. so this is where we are now huh. with these people, right? So, um, they go out and they uh, go to whatever place needs to be overthrown tonight again, and it's always the same places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the Portland Police Association, it's the it's the Justice Center, and they do that and they they uh, you know attack, they 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 throw flaming trash, they break windows, and they do this for about two hours, mm-hmm. and finally the cops are like, okay. All right and the cops come out and they either sort of like charge them with their like shields and i wrote about this yesterday those shields are not to really protect anything they're it's an optic like look at the cops you know, cutting through our shields like a hot knife through butter. Mm-hmm. It's to make the cops look bad every time. It's always they are always the victims, um, or the cops stand completely passive. That was another tactic of of Mayor Wheeler's for a mm-hmm. while. He he ordered them to stand down, and I stood there one day right next to them. I weirdly got behind them for, somehow. Yeah, and um, watched them literally stand there as all of the black blockers. And protesters were screaming in their face, kill yourself, kill yourself, you fuck it, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I mean, and really, childless things, they're squeezing the little piggy toys. And the cops just sort of like. You I, know.
4: I mean, there's a patience to that that I'm rather impressed by uh, until, I mean, like, by the way, in Kenosha, they were told the same thing to stand down um, the, the first of those nights, uh, not to inflame the situation, and also used advisedly because that never is smart. It never works. You don't appease anyone. People aren't going to think you're a good person. They're not going to think, oh, you know what? The Kenosha Part- the Police Department did a great job this time around. They're not going to say that. It's going to be forgotten about entirely. And people's livelihoods are going to burn to the ground. As the, the people who complained, complained about, about Governor uh, Evers and uh, Kenosha's mayor, Democratic mayor there, um, for making a bunch of calls to appease people. And say, well, let's not go in too hard. It's like, guys, you've seen how this goes in cities all around the country. Mm -hmm. You cannot just allow businesses in people's homes and people's property to burn because if you go in there, it'll inflame the situation. The entire purpose of the police force is that for a bunch of like, you know, like loser LARPers who, when they get arrested, as you see in these videos from Portland, Start weeping on the ground. Oh,
3: I've seen them crumple. It I is, literally have watched I, them I, crumple. It,
4: it's, Camille had the best uh, uh, comment today when we were talking about videos. Did I? And te- yeah, you texted me and you said watching these people run is the funniest oh thing in the world because they're just like the most unathletic. Oh, like oh, yeah, like, but this yeah. is the video. Oh, okay. This
0: is the video of the kid who's getting arrested and someone yells from De-arrest. the "De arrest, de arrest him." Which apparently is some sort of command to rush law enforcement because they're idea. trying to take this person into custody yeah. to stop the arrest from taking place. Yeah. One girl pops onto screen to the screen, like very, very briefly, and an officer trains a weapon on her and says, "What the hell are you doing?" And she just takes off in the yeah, other direction. Yeah. Now, I should say because a moment ago you said, you know, the the restraint that these officers are demonstrating is, yeah. is almost laudable. There have been instances of not be? police misconduct. I, by the many, way, I'm talking, I'm many am yeah, in sure. Portland. Yeah, for in, sure. in Portland and elsewhere. Course, there, course, there have been. It's undoubtedly true. There's actually no, there's no doubt about that because that's actually been reported. Sure. We've seen that. 100%. I think part of the reason a conversation like this tends to center on the misdeeds of the protesters and the degree to which this is anything but predominantly peaceful protest movement because it's punctuated by violence and the violence is pretty regular and systematic there is a pattern of it that's that's a story that is generally not being reported and to the extent it's being reported it's being qualified in ways that are incredibly disingenuous mm-hmm. and initially it seemed like weird that it was happening at this point it it's beyond like the weird awkward it's weird in an almost terrifyingly stupid and inflammatory way. Mm-hmm. When I see the CNN footage of the kid standing in front of a blaze, <laughs> ah. like saying to me with the Chiron under him, yeah. it says fiery, mostly pre- peaceful protest right. that everything has been, you know, pretty calm throughout most of the day. And mm-hmm. then things began to yeah. escalate as he, you know, gestures to the camera and uh, come on, you know, there's a little bit of fire, but most people aren't hurt." It's obscene. It,
3: it, it's absurd.
0: It's obscene to watch so many members of the elite media do this. And it is, it's fairly obvious that what is happening here is that the desire to be on the right side and to, to promote the cause of Black Lives Matter and social justice yeah. and the ostensible motive for these protests and demonstrations, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious that all of these people want to do that, and they don't want to denigrate the movement. Morning
3: ...neighbors in San Jose banded together after a few protesters got out of hand. People helped Mayor Sam Licardo clean up graffiti that had been spray-painted on the outside of his home last night. The phrases being removed included profanity and the name Jacob Blake. He's the police shooting victim in Wisconsin. Licardo said the vandalism does not detract from the Black Lives Matter movement, which
0: he supports. The first thing I saw was actually the video of him talking to journalists, like local media afterwards. And he's like very calm and he's like, you know, look.
4: This isn't First Amendment expression. (laughs) This is vandalism. It is what it is. And members of my community suffer from crime every day. This is certainly not
2: the worst of the crime.
3: Ricardo said he appreciates the late-night help from its neighbors. He said it will be up to the police and the district attorney on whether or not they decide to
0: prosecute anybody for the vandalism. This is vandalism. It's an act of no. vandalism that no. happened. No. Like crime happens no. in our community, and worse crime than this happens. Whatever this is, you know, we'll be fine. I'm grateful to my neighbors for helping to clean this up. This is certainly not uh, a a Uh, A Black Mark or a smudge he didn't say Black Mark because that would be a little funny (laughs) on the Black Lives Matter movement it's definitely not that then I saw the footage of the actual attack on his house
1: Ah. they smash all
0: the windows and the doors, they did not they were screaming, there was loud music it was an attempt to be intimidating they were trying to wake up his neighbors no one was allowed to sleep And they covered his house in profanity and Black Lives Matter slogans. And he had the blood of the lamb on his signpost. He had a massive Black Lives Matter poster Mm -hmm. hanging in the window. And they did this shit anyways. It is unbelievable. By the way, the violence is the point.
4: I mean, the the intimidation is the point. When you see that person, Vicky Osterwild or whoever, who wrote the in defense of looting the book isn't in defense of looting it's in defense of violence mm-hmm. and quite explicitly so this right. is why violence is necessary so when people say oh, it's largely um peaceful well in portland where people like this Vicky Osterwald exist i mean that, that that's the violence is the entire purpose and it's like the people that walk up to the bee feeders in front of buckingham palace <laughs> they know they can't move and they do get too close to their face and they get pictures and they do funny things and they Look stoically ahead, and that's what the police kind of have to do. Do they always do it? No, they don't. They fail often, to Camille's point. I don't want to make it sound like they've no one's done anything wrong, but they know what they can get away with, and what the other people on the other side, namely the police, cannot. They know they can set a building on fire with occupants inside of it; it will not get the opprobrium or get the anger of the media in the way that if the police do something of throwing a woman who charges at them on the ground quite aggressively. But here is the thing that I think no one's recognizing for the media. This is the media's Charlottesville moment. This is Charlottesville. This Mm -hmm. is what Trump, what was the criticism of Trump after Charlottesville? Yeah. You know, good people on both sides. He couldn't fully condemn it. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't fully condemn it. Now, I mean, there is a, Condemnation that comes in a couple sentences later. Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening right now. Yeah,
0: he, he did condemn racism in that. In that
4: it, the, 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 fu- the condemnation is when I talk to people in Madison this day, they say, I understand the violence. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. That, that you don't get a full-throated condemnation from people because they kind of agree with it, right? They kind of agree with the people that are behind it. The people in the media are far to the left of people in the Democratic Party in general. Mm-hmm. This is is the Charlottesville moment. This is the point where no one can actually say unreservedly, this is garbage and is wrong. What do you get on CNN when you say, well, you know, it's kind of fiery sometimes, but, you know, the Black Lives Matter people are out there and they've got a point and they've got some things like... This, there's a point at which something has gone beyond co-opted.
3: Okay, I want to be- That that is actually
4: the purpose of it, particularly in in
1: Portland. I want to
3: be really clear about what's going on in Portland. And we've talked previously about the history of why this is happening. We're not going to go into all of that here. But you had peaceful protests. That's over, guys. There is a little bit of that. What is happening now is violence. It is violence that is completely- not shown in the media. It is crafted by all these independent press corps kids. So the message goes out. They have gone from just assaulting, you know, the police and the police have had, you know, their, their legs cut out from under them. They're they've been defunded. They're down 500 officers. They are constantly chasing these kids around the city though. So if your car is vandalized or you're being held up too badly, you do not mm. get a response. Um, they have now, the fires they have now run the portland the, the mayor out of his house because he caved which is just insanity it is mm-hmm. never going to work and now as we all know they are marching in the streets residential streets at midnight shouting, get up, motherfucker, get up, shining lights into your window. And they don't care, Michael, if your wife is in there, you know, going into labor or you're dying of cancer, Camille, nobody gives a shit because they are more important than this. And that is now called peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you know what? I might think you're a racist, Camille. I don't know. And I don't really know. I don't really need proof. I'm just going to burn down your fucking house. Mm. And you know what? It was your fault because you were a white supremacist and then- that's the narrative that goes on, and if people do not think that this is going on right now, that this is this horse is way out of the barn,
0: yeah. they yeah. better we, open their eyes. So, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this, and actually, you weren't here. Were you? Were you here when Coleman was here? Uh, no. no, you weren't no. here, I and mean, Coleman was
2: here. It was, yeah. it was you were the, trying him out as was, my replacement. He <laughs> yeah, did a pretty yeah, good job. Yeah. He did
0: it. did a good job. Yeah. And Coleman is. He's a smart. He's a smart yeah. guy. More I told now. you about the guy who told well, me he loved Coleman Hughes yeah. Rant,
4: guy in like suburban Kenosha. was like, yeah. I love that Coleman Hughes, you know him? And I'm like, yeah, I do actually. <laughs>
0: um, but we talked a little bit about, could this go elsewhere? Could this have legs? And this was before the RNC, before what happened in DC, before Kenosha, um, before um, um, uh, Rochester, Rochester, no? New York, DC. Like, yeah. So, I ask again, because as we talk about this, someone listening at home was like, God, they almost sound like conspiracy theorists. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they talking about? The media is not covering this. They're not telling you the truth about what's going on. This is like <laughs> happening all over the place. People can get away with setting fire to buildings that are occupied by civilians and police officers, apparently, and they can they can rest assured that it won't be covered in the way that one might expect that they won't have to endure the same sorts of opprobrium. They might not even have to deal with <laughs> legal prosecution from the state. No, no, they won't because the guy, the guy their motives killed. are pure.
4: He, he How didn't, he, 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 they get a gun charge dismissed, right? They threw that out. The guy who was killed um, uh, for big, killing the Patriot Prayer guy, uh, Michael... I've, I've Michael it, Reinhold. Yeah, I read yeah, that Reinhold. Someplace. They,
0: they tossed that. I mean, he was at a, but, in, but, in a park but, with a loaded weapon, but, you'd but imagine. Put this into context for people who are listening, because it sounds a bit mm. crazy. And this is it's the thing. Not, like, I, am, I am constraining myself mm-hmm. when I talk about these things, because I don't want to sound hysterical. Increasingly, I am less so. But it, <laughs> but it should be upsetting. Mm. Because it is beyond highly unusual. Like This is, at least in my own lifetime, when we talk about political violence in the United States, this is mm-hmm. unprecedented for me to witness. In well, well, alive, you mean? In, in your, in your yes, lifetime? Okay. Yes. Yeah. In
2: 2009, yeah. and I mentioned this before, but now that there's new studies that came out today that shed light on this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when this season of protests started, I said, you know, put a marker here. And think about the summer of 2009. Summer of 2009 is when there's all these summer town hall meetings. Right. Congress men and women came back to face their constituents to talk about bailouts, the stimulus, and Obamacare. And those town halls were pissed. It was filled with Tea Party mm-hmm. people. It was uh, filled with people who were saying, "You know, the government's going crazy. I don't like it." And a lot of people canceled their town halls. Uh, but the way that these meetings were portrayed by the media was in uh I think uh, EJ Dion um uh referred to them as jackbooted thugs the mm-hmm. the people showing up um <laughs> and asking rude questions to their own congress people um a couple there were a couple of places where there's open carry was allowed and so people showed up with their open carried uh weapons And so people lost their minds. It was the summer of brown shirts. It was go back and look at it and you can Google my name on this if if nothing else, because I wrote about it a lot of the times it struck me then as completely unhinged and hysterical and also Mm -hmm. um, uh, just non-contextual. It was just people would react to a single scene at a single meeting at which there wasn't any violence, just people who looked scary to them or holding a sign that said, you know, the tree of liberty needs to be nourished by blood or something like that, which is, you know, I, I don't want to see that sign yeah, necessarily. Yeah. It sounds a little bit threatening, but we're losing their ever-loving <laughs> minds. I shrug a little bit. I like to Sounds interesting. Anyways, there, there were, there were uh, literally hundreds of anguished op-eds and pieces and CNN diatribes about the violence right. of the Tea Party movement. Right. Um, and, the,
4: and the potential
0: for violence.
4: So, yeah. um, and, and by the way, the tying of people who were not um, necessarily a part, or, or, or in some cases, not a part at all, uh, like Jared Lofner, the desperate attempts after that shooting. To make him to into the uh, T-party person. He, right. he was a mentally person. ill person. He was talking about numerology.
2: So, <laughs> um, so keep that in one mind here. Like Louis uh, today, we referenced it earlier. There was a study that the Washington Post wrote up that it was done by a, some kind of peace uh, action group um, but that study uh, did a comprehensive look at all of the protests and and came up with the well you know 220 out of x thousand uh, ended up having some kind of uh, violence uh, done to property or to people so that's where we have 93% of the protests were peaceful mm-hmm. and 7% were not um, Margaret Sullivan who is the incredibly witless media columnist of the Washington Post she used to be the ombuds woman of the new york times really is one of the worst writers who, who matt
4: Welsh believes to be the most ever praised person in media I maybe know. or at
2: least top five top five top five. Yeah. there's yeah. a lot of stiff competition out there yeah. <laughs> she's, she's out there for it um yeah. she a special episode coming soon she uh tweeted that <laughs> overrated. out overrated <laughs> as as like you know basically you know, like uh spike in the football see you know mostly peaceful peaceful it's Evidence. like 93 percent um Where was that study done during the uh, summer of 2009? The brown shirt summer of 2000? I can tell you because nobody did it. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the media then did a study so that they could, uh, in in the mainstream media, did a study so that they can come up with a 90X percent makes it look really good. The only person who studied this was our friend, Mary Catherine Hamm, uh, who wrote this for Town Hall in September, I believe, of 2009. She went back. And looked at every single one of these town hall meetings um, that was written up in any way that she could look at. And she came up with 400, right? How many of those 400 had anything of violence at all? 10. And most of those 10 was like, was less than what you talked about, Moynihan, of like uh, two guys in a corner fighting over some stupid shit. Um, Like it was almost nothing. So you want to talk about mostly peaceful
4: Ten fights every day in Korean parliament.
2: It wasn't one out of every 14, (laughs) which is what 7% means. It was one out of every 50. It was one out of every, you know, more than that um, there. And she was the only one doing it because the media didn't care to do that kind of thing. They just saw, Hey, look at that crazy thing. Isn't that crazy? That building is burning. It wasn't actually, there weren't any burning buildings. You know, Mm -hmm. there's just that guy looked scary and isn't that terrible. So This is an an, oblique or a long winded answer to what you're saying, Camille, is that this is the reality that we consume every day. The news reality is that there's no way in hell Margaret Sullivan or anybody else was saying that, hey, look, you know, 98 percent of the Tea Party uh, town hall protests were peaceful. So they're totally cool. High five to those guys. That's not the treatment. The double standard is so glaring. Look at the way that they're talking about patriot prayer weird organization to be sure. Sure. Um, but like dude gets killed. He's immediately called a white supremacist. That's right. right. Extremis, um, uh, yeah. uh, like that's, and no one uh, applies a, a sense of like, hmm, maybe we should try to figure out his weird ragbag sense of use. No, you mm-hmm. don't have to. And so the world that you consume, and this is very frustrating for those people who don't fit into the categories that have been sort of assigned or, or tagged by people, um, you can't trust it at all. Mm -hmm. You just can't, you can learn how to be kind of sophisticated and read the tea leaves of it, but it's immensely frustrating that you have to do it. It's, it's frustrating that we had to, you know, talk with Nancy the seven weeks ago and talk amongst ourselves. Like, wouldn't it be great if we could trust someone who anybody's reporting from Portland, right? Why does it have to be her?
4: Camille said something today. We talked about Rochester and I said, Oh, I've heard some other facts, but, and when you said, I got to do a deep dive into that Rochester Mm -hmm. shooting, I didn't know where I would go for that. I was Mm -hmm. like, huh. And I actually was thinking about it for a while. And I'm like, I guess I'll, aggregates some of it from twitter Mm because people find interesting like that's a line in twitter that in a local story usually a local story that no but nobody knew about but the thing about the guy the patriot prayer thing i've read a number of profiles of the guy that did the killing i've read none of the guy that was killed Mm. and because we know who that is he's a neo-nazi or whatever is that true i have no idea maybe he is maybe he isn't but i would know that if i had actually read Somebody who did some, you oh. know, went to visit his parents. Is it, does he have parents? Does he mm. have a girlfriend? Is that out there? L- look, I didn't see it. And I would suspect I had. I would see it somewhere. But but n- yeah. n- none of that. Although it, the,
0: the same is probably true for Kyle Rittenhouse, um, who, you know, he killed three people. And obviously three names are harder to remember than one. Mm-hmm. So we know the one name and not the others, generally speaking. But. There also haven't been many exhaustive profiles of those three young men. Um, I did There's read been a few. few. There did been a few. I mean, and I know, I I know a, part of the reason a fair amount is because of Because there are some, of them. Some, some dodgy details in a couple of instances, which neither here nor there with respect to the actual facts of what happened. But
4: to uh, Matt's point, too, is something you've mentioned, Camille, uh, a number of times is that the I guess it was the police union building that they tried to set on fire Portland, multiple
1: times. Uh, they, they're with, doing
3: it right now. With, I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> is that right? Oh yeah, they they do it every
4: like every night,
1: just third night. Just third an alert night. And
3: phone and, and <laughs> no, I have got something else I want to read you on my phone. But um, no, they do it every third night or so. But That's- wasn't
4: the story and this is what's kind of relevant to the Tea Party thing. It wasn't the story they tried to seal them in there, keep the people in there while they were doing? I, I read a couple of um things. I, the New York Post was the one who I think wrote about it. I'm not sure how they much I rubber, that.
3: rubber cemented somebody in. Um, I know the story or, that I wrote for, for a reason where the woman was trapped in the basement, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you could see video of it, so that,
4: that's close enough, right? And also <laughs> Hello. T- T- Ted Wheeler's uh building, they're trying to set that on fire. There's obviously people people inside there. If there were, imagine if there were a, a similar thing um that the tea party engaged in which is literally committing arson and with not only the carelessness or recklessness but the actual hope
2: the intention (laughs) the intention
4: that maybe these piggies will will fry you know i mean is that true i mean i've heard this a couple of times and you know i've seen a few sources on it that that i trust it doesn't surprise me particularly when you have people who are the next day out celebrating the death of this guy from Patriot prayer. They're celebrating it. And, and, and by the way, i i had never heard until, um, do it, do a Twitter search for rest in power. Ooh, a lot of people are ha- upset that he's dead. Um, a lot of people like he's, he's one of us. He's our martyr. He's our, you know, I'm trying to think of the, meaning the, the guy vessel. that,
3: Meaning the guy that shot, Nazi the, of it. the guy that shot the Patriot Perk yeah. guy. Is yeah, the yeah. That's the yeah. rest
4: in power thing that I keep
3: on saying. Um, one yeah. thing I would just want to mention here in terms of Portland and the news that we're getting out. The last piece I wrote for a reason that posted uh, yesterday, which that very nicely helped me with. Um, you know, I talked about the fact that the message that we're getting out is completely oh. skewed by the independent press corps or whatever they're called. Mm. They shoot it. They protect each other. They, you know, they, they make sure their narrative is getting out. They're always the victims. Like how does,
1: how do they do that?
3: How do they do it? Okay. How do they do it? So, okay. This is so obvious to anybody that walks in, which I did. And you see, you know, 20 of 30, 40, 50 of these kids with press on their hat or whatever. They shoot only the cops attacking them. They don't shoot the two hours of, their peeps attacking the building and throwing fam- flaming barbecues, which I did shoot, and including one time when I when I posted it, someone said, "Oh, you can see Nancy Rommel staged that in a studio." Like, excuse me, Moodio. what are you insane? <laughs> yeah, um, moon landing. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, what, that's <laughs> okay, what okay. Makes sense. your best <laughs> work, Nancy. Um, the moon
4: landing happened in <laughs> <Rhinebeck>. <laughs> Um,
3: so then they they protect each other, but more than that they come up and they make sure you are not filming, right? And that's why I'm so envious of all those press people you had in Kenosha. But here is a gal that I hung out with last time. Actually, a fan of the show, which I could not have known. We'll bleep
4: bleep her name out.
3: And she would go out. She's been covering the protest for months. I contacted her to, to say, hey, I'm coming back. Let's hang out. And she said, oh, I can't. They won't let me go out anymore because of, I have too many threats against me wow. from the Antifa people. And she said, uh, yeah, the Antifa people have been severely unhappy with me for weeks because I broke their rules of not filming faces, fires and destruction. I've had live streamers stalking me. And a few times people went up to our TV crew and told them if I were there, I was going to, in quote, get hurt.
4: You, I, I mean, you saw the one from Fox and DC, yeah. And we'll, which of course, because people aren't smart enough to realize the difference between Fox affiliate and Fox news. And they were told, they were told to leave. And they, they had ran to leave. The southeast.
1: We,
3: we, I, I have been told to leave. I've been yeah. pushed. I've had my stuff taken because I am not fitting the narrative and they are so strong on the ground with the support of the local government because they're caving and with the true believers and with the $1.35 million bail fund, that that is the narrative that is getting out to the world.
2: And they have a Google spreadsheet of approved journalists,
3: which is what I wrote about today. These are the people that you are allowed. No. Oh, it doesn't surprise me because I I remember the Google, the Google
2: spreadsheet in Portland
4: of, uh, the race of the owners of restaurants and whether or not they were uh, cooking culturally appropriate food. That's true. It's, so and then we got a lot of Google spreadsheets up there. So
3: the, um, <laughs> the piece I wrote today, um, I basically talked about, you know, some journalists who the Washington post and the New York times are, they're very much part of this narrative. And we got a little bit of a complaint today, basically saying that my reporting was putting these journalists at risk. How? Well, because I just named the fact that they were, you know, reporting on mm-hmm. the story in a way that I thought was being sort of
0: fair.
4: <laughs> so if you criticize the way somebody's reporting on it.
3: I you're didn't even criticize them- it. I just basically said they're on this list that everyone's like
1: pre-approved list. They're
3: on the pre-approved list. Oh, like oh, you well. are not allowed to show faces. You're not allowed to do this. These are the people you're allowed to retweet. These are the people you're allowed to protect, support them, but not these other people like me.
4: Do we know for a fact that the people who are on the pre-approved list, wherever they're from, whatever outlet they're from, are abiding by rules that are set out by the Antifa types? Okay, or so this Black is of
3: course, of course, and you know, Antifa is a bit diffuse, and yes, they're not going to rule anything else. But there are the narrative is understood. The narrative is white supremacists are causing the trouble in our community. We are fighting for justice you will craft the narrative you will not show people's faces you will you will take care of these people you will you know bail them out and it it i can give you the document it says this is what we are going to do now it doesn't mean they're all in lockstep i don't think that's true mm-hmm. but i think that they understand and I, and i can tell you because i as i was telling you before we started taping I went on one particular guy's feed today because I got called out today by his editor for like being mean to him or something or putting him in danger. I was like, okay, okay, I think I've checked my math, but let me go look at last night's. Like, mm. what did he show? Did he show, like I did, the two hours of the the police station or wherever they're protesting the mayor's house of people flaming garbage and throwing feces and all this? Does he show- Nope. Mm. None. It's only <gasps> look at the cops hurting us. That's all he shows. Mm. And that's the message. That's the message that's on C and, and who's picking this up. It's CNN and NBC and MSNBC. I mean, I'm not saying they're not interested in other things. I think they could be, Mm -hmm. but they have to understand that it exists. And Mm -hmm. there is no one doing this because my, this grows her station. is like, I can't have you out there being constantly physically threatened. So who's going to, who's going to say anything.
4: If you can put together a film that has no VO on it, no voiceover on it at all, that can make a side for like an hour, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, make them look psychotic and bad and dangerous. Um, that says something, right? Because most of the times you can't do that. Like, you know, the Mary Knoll nuns or something were, you know, left wing liberation theologists in the 80s. it'd be hard for me to put together a documentary just visually to make them look like psychos because they're just nice kind of peaceful people. You can do that obviously with the people that are protesting in Portland. And I don't see a lot of that. Maybe I'm not paying attention to the right places. I get it. But I don't see a lot of that when I turn on CNN, I see some flames and some excuses and some weird chirons. But I think that one of the things we notice in this, because the age of these people, I see all the ones that I saw were quite young is the shift that you see in the ACLU. Which is a great kind of weather event of this, because what happens is this, right? Is that this guy gets shot and killed, um, and the reaction's rather interesting. (laughs) That's all. Are you going
2: to DC now? uh, No, in Portland. Portland. The the
4: Patriot Prayer guy's shot and killed.
3: Aaron Danielson. That's his name. Aaron Danielson. Like he's a dude that lived.
4: Yeah. So I don't. So I I still don't know anything about him. Somebody should maybe do some reporting on that. Um, I don't. I'm not in Portland, so maybe maybe it's not for me. But if you think of, of it in this kind of context of let's pretend, let's do it this way. Let's pretend that the people in Portland, what they're saying is correct. I don't believe this is true at all. And there's no evidence whatsoever that it's overrun by white supremacists. And therefore we have to act. So therefore we are on the streets and therefore we have our shields made out of barrels and, and helmets that we got on when we used to be bike messengers and we'll be again someday because that's who half these people are. If that not were that to there's be true, anything wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> nothing. It's fine with to make a living as a bike <laughs> It's It's f- perfectly fine. Actually kind of totally cool, kind of yeah, badass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but not in Portland. But, but not in <laughs> Too, Portland. Many <laughs> Too many bike lanes. Too many bike lanes. But it, let, let's pretend that's true. We're at a point in kind of American history that it is considered okay. That's considered an excuse, right? You don't defend the speech as the ACL will no longer do anymore. It's no more Skokies. You don't defend the speech of people who are racist, right? They're bad people. We're going to back away from that. And you guys can go out there and look, look for that. The ACLU has been, there's been a controversy. I guess it's since sort of Wendy Kaminer left the organization that has become much more social justice oriented mm-hmm. and less in defending speech of those people who have kind of pretty nasty speech, really nasty speech. But you have to defend it, right? It's also in the sense of, like, there are Nazis on the street. Okay, fine. What do you you want me to say? they are Nazis on the street. They want to have a little gathering? Yeah. They shouldn't have a brick thrown at their head and their head split open. Does that mean that I I, I think these people are fucking loathsome? But it's so strange now that a younger generation feels, particularly when words are violence but actual violence isn't, That's an incredible thing to me. That's exactly right. So the words there is violence. We can't allow that to happen, but we'll Mm. do it with actual violence, which is okay, is that when they say that, they think it's a justification. That shows you a sea change shift in how people think of that people on the left would never have thought that in, in certain generations, I think, of saying these people have such bad ideas that we have to burn down the mayor's apartment building is somehow in their kind of small minds justified and it's justified in the minds of people that I know, by the way. And this is this is the this is the um Charlottesville moment for everybody. I cannot find people in this city who I know who don't politically align with me. I don't even know what that means anymore, but who can say full throated without qualification, this stuff is wrong. They can't. Well that's that's
0: because the original exciting incident the reason for all the upset and and what eventually leads to violence, and from their their perspective, it is predictably leads to violence, is the murder of black people by law enforcement, which is happening en masse, all the time. Black people in this country believe that going about their lives every single day, they could be the next murder victim. That is what we're told repeatedly. Um, Joe Biden, I believe, um, echoed that sentiment this week, that black people just (laughs) living their lives. Yeah are afraid they'll be murdered. But
4: but in Portland, by the way, it's just the whitest big city in America. And, you know, I guess there are black people down there and some people some a, a few, a few, The police yes. will take care so, of that. 6%. The police a will take care of that. That's easy for them. A smattering of that. It's like why, a week. why is this not white savior complex? Because that's what they all say is George Floyd this is what created it all. It's the racism that's inherent in the system. It's systemic racism, et cetera. And it's a bunch of white people burning shit down. It's like, you know, isn't this the white savior stuff that
0: you guys have criticized well, they're ins- in the past? Ins- insisting that they be the saviors. It, uh, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make <laughs> it any really sense. It's white silence. White silence is violence. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't really, I don't even really want to unpack that. I, I do though want to dig into perhaps these two recent police shootings. And I also think it might actually be useful before we leave Kenosha and um, Portland, to perhaps talk specifically about the political stuff that's played out this week, because this week we saw um, both Nancy Pelosi um, and actually, I don't know if Hillary Clinton said this this week um, or if she'd previously said it, but Hillary Clinton has said that Joe Biden shouldn't concede the election. Um, Nancy Pelosi said earlier this week that Joe Biden shouldn't debate Donald Trump. This, I think that's interesting background. For, I bet he probably
1: should. not <laughs> well, But it's
0: interesting background for what what else has played out this week, which is the Two men who would be president next year, um, because Donald Trump won't continue to be president after January something, uh, if in fact he doesn't win in November, um, that both of these men go to Wisconsin. Before Donald Trump traveled there, there was a lot of criticism. There were people saying, "Do not come here. It is going to be chaos. You're you're going to." The, the Go- governor change. Evers told, told him terrible. not to come. Don't come. The mayor okay. of Kenosha told him not to. He came. Come. He interacted with people in the street. There didn't seem to be any major kerfuffles. Uh, as you mentioned, one er, hand you had the yeah, it's, a, it's, it's effective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had the national guard on the ground. Yeah. Things things stayed pretty calm. The president gave uh, his pretty standard not speech, I guess there was a round table with people who'd been impacted in in various ways. And the president gives his sort of law and order thing. He does that song and dance. Mm -hmm. And of course, claims credit for having secured the peace in Kenosha, Wisconsin, because that's what Donald Trump does. Totally, And and promises to allocate money and things like that. Yeah, yeah. having having, scored the video of himself, like walking around the ruins, et cetera. And Joe Biden, who initially didn't have plans to go to Kenosha, it seemed, shows up. Oh, oh, criticized Donald Trump for going. He did indeed. And then he shows up and have has an event of his own mm-hmm. in a church. Yes. Um and in Joe Biden's event, the the one thing that these two events have in common is both men find themselves blaming the other man for the violence that's taking place, Shocking. not just in Kenosha but in other parts of the country. Shocking. Um and um go on to suggest that they're the ones that can essentially quell all of this upset, which I think is an interesting Claim there that ought to be adjudicated, whether or not um, either man is actually likely to be able to do that, given the way things are going at the moment. Um, And Joe Biden's talk. um, Is. I think it's it's punctuated by a lot of the same stuff that we've seen from Joe Biden as well, the concerns about – I'm confident he mentioned something about violence not being the right response. But he also went on to talk about the suffering of Black people and how difficult it is to be Black when you know that you might be murdered at any moment by members of law enforcement, which I'm, I'm only embellishing that so much. Um, but he also took a moment to rewrite history a little bit, suggesting that um, Edison didn't, in fact, yeah. invent the light bulb. It was yeah. a black man what? who did that. He did, yeah, uh, he did. He did. Um, so, the man he so said did, uh, was a bit, did something interesting, a bit the filament. Uh, yeah. Yes, but but it's not. Yeah, it was but not right. I, I <laughs> mentioned the Pelosi-Clinton context because it did seem for some time, as Biden and Harris had been moving to the center on these issues and talking more and more about violence and the need for it to stop and how this was unacceptable, that there's something going on where the Biden campaign, at a minimum, feels concerned yeah. about the resonance that Trump's message has. 100%. Having. Yeah. And the, the fact that Biden is you know, brought out from wherever he's been, sort of doing his remote campaign stuff <laughs> to do a live in person event, um, which is supposed to show him being presidential mm-hmm. and leading in this context. The optics weren't great for Biden. I don't think that came off terribly well. I mean there's there's a message obviously about Trump's divisiveness and awfulness that the Biden campaign and Democrats in general have been trying to sell and there's an audience for it but I don't know that that's actually going to earn them much in the way of additional votes or st- them any bleeding that the campaign might be enduring because well, of and, the and, current political moment and, what, what did you think when well, you saw was, that presentation
4: because well, <laughs> you were you were there for I was it the, yeah i was at the church too i bet, um I was outside of the church a so very very um specific about who they let in but one of the things that you didn't see i think in the media or the juxtaposition wasn't made is there was no one there for Biden? Yeah, nobody. The so streets were empty. Even fewer- I mean, there were peop- there was a lot of media, wow. and there were a lot of BLM protesters wow. that marched down the street mm-hmm. to the event. And the police were telling
0: them to get off the street. Yeah. They were quite loud. Mm-hmm. They were quite doing their thing. Even, even in the event, one young woman who asked a question yeah, to him said, was um, really confronting yeah, Biden yeah. because she's saying, We've been promised things for so long yes. and no one ever delivers. And she's right. But to the, the way. extent she says that, <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, correct. Who, who is she talking about there? She's not really talking about Donald Trump necessarily. No. Although no. he could be included in that. I'm yeah. Sure he's promised things. He said
2: things four to years. Joe Biden said 47. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i it is, it is actually- i'm sorry trump said three yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually lower than that.
4: but no there were there were um there was a black lives matter protest that i think that cops and secret service are getting a little nervous about because they were going around the block when there was no one supposed to be on the street mm. and they ended up landing there um there was a uh state representative who i had been with in in, in madison who was a uh Member of the uh, the Black Caucus there, which I think is seven people, mm. <laughs> not not a ton. Mm. And uh, he he was there, um, an interesting guy. Um, I would say I probably disagree with him on a lot of things, but a very nice guy and a very smart guy. But those guys, I, I could, the funny thing is that when they were marching and they were chanting, I couldn't figure out if they were there supporting the uh, supporting the Vice President Biden or yeah. not. Yeah, and I still never was clear on that. If because when they came down, they were loud. They were told to get off the street they were not they were just like mm-hmm. i mean it was a pretty pretty um you know aggressive and and a show of of strength and I, there was a point at which biden went inside and they kind of pick and rolled they did like a <laughs> line a line of uh state troopers on motorcycles blocked the street and then they went in around the back yeah i don't know if that was initially the idea i think mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. and um that was that right and they stayed outside And they did some, and, and, um, Jacob, uh, Blake's, uh, uncle spoke, Mm -hmm. uh, rather good speaker too, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, stuff that I was kind of like wide eyed by, but he was somebody who had not, this is not his first rodeo. Um, this is somebody who knew kind of the language of current politics of systemic racism and, Mm -hmm. and all, and he gave, um, a speech and it was like about, you know, little Jake and all this stuff and, Mm -hmm. You know, it is important to remember, I do think it is important to remember, and maybe people would disagree with me, that the person that is being talked about in that way is, you know, not the nicest person in the world. Yeah. And um, if we believe what was in the, uh, I guess, arrest warrant or indictment uh, of, him, of sexual assault, uh, it was something that he had done a number of times mm-hmm. um, and is p- pretty bad stuff. So that said, the polls showed that Biden actually picked up a point before he went to Wisconsin and it wasn't having a huge effect on people in Wisconsin. Of course, these are short-term things. This could change in the long run, but Mm -hmm. remember that, you know, Wisconsin is a state that Barack Obama won by very large, over 10% margins in in two elections. Donald Trump won by a a point and a half, something, a a sneeze. And the same thing was true in Kenosha County by a sliver. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously a quite quite important, but you know it's incredible that people from Milwaukee, people from you know Eau Claire, people from Fond du Lac, people from wherever didn't come down to to see the president. Didn't come down to see the vice president. It was a pretty sparsely attended for both of them. Actually, I was actually surprised that there weren't many people there for. So Donald you said Trump. it was
3: like 150 for Trump, probably about 200 zero to- for Biden. <laughs> um.
4: Uh, Maybe I was zero, not zero, but I mean... Uh, under fifty, we could, could be. and, and also Trump you'd had have you'd a, also a have to, feed, to, to filter out the number of people, like that who, were just from the neighborhood who just,
2: can possibly be excited by Joe Biden? That's yeah. the thing. Uh, that's of the course, thing. Of but, course. It, but it really
0: could it really could be the fact that Joe Biden threw that trip together at the last minute. Oh, no, there, no, weren't, yeah. there weren't many people yes, attending but, the trip at all, and and Donald had announced it several days before and was a crowd, but and even uh, that he, his people ensure that there's a crowd. But even there,
2: The failure
0: of the campaign. To ensure that when they come, they would previously reached out to the Black Lives Matter demonstrators so that they could do something perhaps in conjunction with one another, as opposed to having it seem like they're opposing forces. If he is supposed to be the man that can deliver peace, that can help us all feel as though we are coming together again, but when he shows up, like, it
2: barely registers
0: that seems.
5: It,
2: it, it, you know a what? Low you know how much? True. How much did he register during the Democratic primaries? Was he getting big crowds? or Was Elizabeth Warren getting no, big crowds? That's, that's I mean, exactly he right was thing. getting the big crowds, that's exactly right. Yeah. and
0: he won. Well, yeah. this is, but this is what I. Who was this raising is, the money? Who was spending a, the money? Is, it wasn't a, Joe Biden, and he won. But this is a dispute that you and I have. When when that's you it. say he won, it is because we talked about this once before, and I, I said was drunk. if we if we try to remember how Joe Biden went about winning the Democratic primary. It was very much an outlast situation, Yes. plus an intervention from Democratic higher-ups who are calling these people who say they're going to stay in it until the convention, which of course doesn't always happen. But in this particular case, Biden wasn't... Biden was fighting for his survival when he went down to his ebony firewall and managed to score some victories, but it still wasn't going to be South enough Carolina, to deliver yeah. him the nomination. Yeah. They had to get these people out of the race, he was which never ends not up helps winning. him. You, when you say never not winning, you in mean the polls. Never, not up, never not up in the polls, yeah. but he was never in a position to secure the nomination before the convention. Like it wasn't going to happen. The people had to get out of the race.
2: Well, I mean, that's – you just described every single primary election I'm, in I'm history, I'm just saying in this – And in they this, never go in this, to convention. In this that's particular a naive, case. That's, that's a naive statement.
0: It's not a naive statement. It is. The, the statement What's the that last fucking when broker you, convention, you said, asshole? But you're saying that he <laughs> no, won – No, tell me when's the last broker fucking I, convention. Can I finish no. my statement? I'm not going to let you shift tr- the goalpost. I'm making my claim, not the claim you imagine I made.
1: Oh, oh, you w- he went <laughs> w- the whisper. He did the Obama huh. I'm saying.
0: I'm saying that, I'm That's saying that had the, Biden, right been, nation. I'm just saying, had Biden been the guy. Cut his mic right there. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's one button. One button, he's done. <laughs> had, had Biden been the guy who impressed America, he impressed Democrats, and they said, you know what, we're just going to throw our support behind him, as opposed to the guy who was sufficiently uninspiring. That yes. This gaggle, this universe of other candidates was still in there sort of fighting for their political lives hoping that they might be able to persuade voters to come their way and throw them enough steam to continue to like derail the Biden train. I mean, I think it'd be a little bit different. So when we say he won the primary, he won by out politicking, he didn't win because he's particularly popular and looks, exciting. And, and I'm going to add a
2: question. From right. That and in, so, and so maybe looking at him right now uh-huh. and saying he didn't do the particularly like exciting okay, thing okay. this week, Maybe that's the wrong thing to look at. Okay. That's that's what what I I mean, he, so talk
0: this, this was a question. No, Tell me. Let me ask
4: you a question on this, too, that's similar to this, is that in, in 2016, of course, um, there, every person who was even associated with Bernie Sanders said, you know, we was robbed, right? DNC <laughs> stacked the deck against us, and it was stolen from us. I, and As a matter of fact, I was listening to uh, Freakonomics today, the, which is a wow. great, a great podcast. By the way, it is. But I haven't it is listened so to it good. In years. <laughs> it is so. It, 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 they do such a great job. And it was a replay of something. And in it, I think, uh, what is it, um, is it, Dubner or Levitt or I think it was Stephen Dubner said, like you know, in the in the primary twenty sixteen when Hillary Clinton won, or and he made some barbed comment about like they stole it, right? And this time around, you know, I talked to Brianna Joy Gray a couple weeks ago. And she didn't say this explicitly, so I don't want to pin this on her, but there's this sense, again, that the the apparatus of the Democratic Party in its current form, and perhaps this is the last, you know, gasp of this, mm-hmm. this kind of Carville, uh, clinton kind of uh, control over the DNC. Does that have something to do with Joe Biden, who's very much a part of that world, winning when the enthusiasm to, to – to, when you're just watching TV, of course, it gives us the wrong impression a lot, as we're talking about today – but when the impression is that the enthusiasm was somebody else, like an Elizabeth Warren, definitely like a Bernie Sanders, how much do you put into that? The the Democratic uh, National Committee actually, you know, stymied those plans and made sure that Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden won.
2: I don't know. Um, my uh, sense with Joe Biden is that um, Hillary was sweeping the leg out of everybody. She like cleared the field out, so it was basically Sweep the leg, her. Hillary her and bernie uh, yeah. her and bernie and then some rando from maryland who we've all forgotten about yeah um, the, the party the party didn't want that outcome
0: this time around
2: yeah and so <laughs> they had an open fight this time around and they had what they thought was a pretty stacked field it was pretty like 2016 esque, actually for yeah. the republican party right you had a field of 16 17 people including some people who at some point were considered to be big open hick and looper <laughs> Not they don't work. They don't work as a cover boy. Oh, like no, eight cover months God. ago, hey, uh, boy, uh, Kamala forget. Harris uh, yeah. was, you know, Elizabeth Warren. These are, these are people who are seen to uh, have Bennett. have You're a big Bennett fans. So the Biden people didn't sweep the leg. The Bernie people were more powerful. Bernie himself had shifted, and his kind of shock troops and enthusiastic support had shifted the the momentum and the center of gravity in the Democratic Party pretty far in this direction. I don't think compared to Hillary Clinton, because there is a thing called the Clinton machine. I don't think there is a thing called the Biden, no Biden machine. machine. Yeah. Um, and I was on a, with a, a, a Chicago talks show host uh, a couple nights ago. And his theory yeah. was that like the, the, the ebony firewall in South Carolina mm-hmm. was all because of a, the most, uh, crooked and corrupt politician in the history of the United States, who was the guy, I forget the climbers, his, his name is, or the, mm. the guy who had the, last minute uh, endorsement for Biden. I have no idea if that's true. Mm. I tend to think that it's not just because this guy was talking in a pretty conspiratorial <laughs> way. Um, but I nice think having you on the show, Matt. <laughs> it was such that accent. You've heard him, you know, him. it was great. Um, what's, what's that terrible thing that people from Chicago drink like uh, that, that Iowa Hawk uh, has uh, the old the, style. No, no, no. Like the little, like a yort or something like oh, this, this uh, potato. Anyways, um, yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Blair should tell us, um, but, uh, I think that it's the most likely answer to the question is that Democrats, uh, uh, in ways that we haven't seen in certainly your lifetime and maybe mine mm-hmm. uh, were uh, uh, elevated as their one virtue. We got to beat Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, electability is the most important thing because we have to win the election. For sure, that's And I know that, that sounds tautological, but they actually measure this stuff. And so like, Everyone tried, you know, they flirted with who could be electable. And and for a second, you know, can we talk ourselves into Elizabeth Warren? Mm -hmm. Almost, but ah, come on, no. Uh, You know, Pete Buttigieg, different people um, talk themselves into it. But as I've mentioned here before, the, you know, comparatively centrist or moderate block always in polling and every step of the way in this election was always larger uh, than in in the polling in in the Democratic primary than the a democratic socialist or liberal or progressive of a block, um, that says to me that democratic voters, particularly black voters, um, were more conservative about what they thought could sell. And nobody rose to the level of being convincing enough to those people for whatever reason. And so they reverted to Biden, not out of love, uh, but also not out of the same kind of uh, you know, I'm holding my nose for Hillary as she's twisting my, you know, arm behind my back and hurting my shoulder. Now, Biden doesn't have the same kind of sense of machinery, and he doesn't have the same sense of off puttery that Hillary does. I think that's my uh, canned explanation, but I don't. Uh, but I don't know. Of course, I don't know.
0: Let's before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about um, the situation in Rochester because this has just happened, and I, I know folks are trying to parse it. Um, and we've seen uh, protests ignite. In Rochester, which uh, are of course mostly peaceful, but also involve mm. large groups moving through the streets, what shutting the down, restaurant? shutting down restaurants. Goes, now, the restaurants which is, thing. is the thing. That's the Although thing. before it was just put up your fist and we'll allow you to finish your panini, sir. <laughs> now,
1: <laughs> it's,
0: fuck y'all. We're shutting yeah. this shit down.
1: Yeah. We're we got,
0: shutting it down. You got a panini? Y'all gotta go.
4: Fuck your it, opinion. It's
0: actually, there's actually a sequence of videos. One, one is, you know, this woman yelling at these people as the mob is sort of moving through and people are, you know, moving in every direction to get away. Why y'all running? Nobody's hurting y'all. We're just shutting this down. We're mm-hmm. just shutting the party down. We're just ending the party. You don't have to run. Nobody is hurting you. Um, I don't know. I see a large group of people moving towards me. I don't care what race they are. They are all wearing black. They're yelling things, and they are not allowing me to finish my sandwich. Mm. This, this is forceful. One imagines yeah. that if they decide to sit there, that something might happen to them that they don't like even more than having their meal interrupted, which they have yet to pay for. And then the restaurant is smashed up. Um, and then there's another video. <laughs> I was like, why are you running? We're fine. Like, oh, but we're going to smash, smash the restaurant. Smash, smash. And then another video is just a guy. I have a pickup walking. order, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: you can, yeah. well, nah, he can get that. Yeah, He's fine. I was like, He's fine. But it's fine. I, by the way, just ha- this happened to me in Kenosha. And I can't talk much about it because we will be using it. But um, when people came around to corner, uh, protesters and the people that I was with um, got out of there. Mm-hmm. Very fast because they had had really bad experiences in the past couple of days, mm. including their entire businesses being burned to the ground. Well, sure. And they like sc- scrambled to cars and yeah. just drove out. And the, the people were not going to smash anything up, yeah. but I understand the reaction. Yeah. It's that, you know, you're touching the hot stove, you have this kind of you know, shell shocks kind of thing. It's like you, you think something's going to happen to you. It's completely logical that it would, would. particularly if you're in Rochester and you've been seeing this stuff all over the country.
0: Yeah. Right. It makes sense.
4: It makes sense. I understand why people. The
0: the other video I saw was a dude who's a pretty big dude. And one imagines, look, you've seen this actually. Where the protesters will arrange themselves in particular constellations because they imagine that this is better for them somehow. Yeah. So they'll ask the white people to move to the front and do the yelling at the people sitting at the table and insist that they raise their fists because, of course, white silence is violence, and we mm-hmm. need white people to speak up on our behalf. Otherwise, white supremacists just, win. Just wanted to get what about, about, it. What about doesn't really make what a lot about, of sense. But whatever.
2: White, fuck you. <laughs> well, flipping the bird. Is that, that might violence? get your skull cracked. Yeah. Which is the reality.
0: And, and it's the very thing, is large. Nobody man. Would,
4: Nobody would care. Yeah. Like literally no one would care. If there was a video of Obvious you getting white supremacist your head kicked
0: Matt Welch. Um Nancy would care. care. Nancy would care. <laughs> I'd I'd kinda care. You know what? Yeah. I think Nancy I would I'm care, but sure you, like, you would be like, really. there's another video. <laughs> white guy. If we had a visible
2: video, you would I mean that would be helpful. Yeah. No, that's important. Yeah.
0: We're gonna get you a lapel cam. For that
2: yeah <laughs> uh, you have to wear that everywhere Elk. yeah
0: that's just like the cops it's the same mat camp yeah Matt, this is live in the mat camp but, Matt this, but they, chose, being they chose maybe the biggest the biggest of their number their goliath to go into this outside mm. eating area because that's what people do right now do you and imagine disrupt that? everything it's... and he's just going over he's not touching people but then he starts to like move stuff on the table and wow. he's saying, This is over. It's shut down. Don't Y'all even gotta go. Move you gotta go. Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. You get up and in they some start moving. It depends where I begins. am in
4: my meal. Cause then I'm like, That's a free meal. Yeah. I'm getting the fuck out of here because yeah, they
0: told me to. Yeah, nobody looks pleased.
4: The soup.
2: <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. if the soup take, no, God. But it's, do, you your if I, do you mind your if next I take course? This?
4: But the thing about it is is funny that like <laughs> I am I've been doing this for a long time. We've all been doing this for a long yeah. time. And I'm not sure about my my opinions on anything, right? Mm. Can you imagine walking to a restaurant and being like, <laughs> I'm so right about things and I'm gonna tip over your table? <laughs> like this is and if you, you disagree, what are you crazy? There's one right answer. Screw you. Yeah, like yeah. me, I'm like I'm like, you know, or I don't like, know, <laughs> maybe sit, maybe I'm wrong, sit down, but let's but talk about it. this. Or
3: like being the dude that's going to be willing to be like, nah, sorry, I'm staying for the pasta. I'm not, I'm not leaving. Like, it would I be very. I think that would be me. That's
0: what happened to the DC <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, People. you'd want to say it's, you'd be me. that person? No, no, I, I would be that person. I would I, be I, that I, person too. This is, the, this is the problem. It's it's not, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, that it it's a good quality. I'm not no, saying that it's I honorable. I think
1: it's an awesome quality. It's mostly
0: just like, fuck y'all, don't tell me what to do i am i am here uh, i'm right. having my meal uh, uh, uh. I mean,
4: y'all could give no
0: yeah and, and it's I, actually wow. not gonna happen because I, i'm severely outnumbered
1: terrifying is ever That's ever what better. happens
3: i mean, I mean yeah. that is exactly what happens yeah. it's like you so know. Again, not gonna, a great quality you're gonna do that if it, like if you're working if michael or if we're out in the field working you know you're gonna stand and do yeah. that but if you're just like sitting there with your wife having a burger yeah. and 400 people start running at you
0: I mean, yeah, I, like, I don't have great judgment uh, about that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, your kid is with you? This, again, hello? don't have great judgment. Yeah, I could tell you stories. Jeez. Uh-uh. Just, yeah. Camille, you live here. Like, you can't actually do this with those guys right now. You, this is your home. They'll come back looking May for Have been
2: killing people since we saw them. No, um, no. News. not fair. about But I
0: did want to talk about this story um, in, in Rochester because this is Daniel Purdue and uh-huh. this man um march? was having some it it was something like march something like march yeah um the case was being investigated um by the woman who is responsible for that sort of thing um here in the state of New York when there is an officer involved death it has to be investigated by this mm-hmm. particular department apparently she had been told by law enforcement per her now um that he died um, of an overdose, something related to an overdose, and you know, it seems to be true, by the way. Which, which yeah. does doesn't seem to be not true. um What has happened more recently? I mean, they could have though, lied about it. Who knows? But that's definitely family. It was on the, yeah. well what seems to have happened, the latest development, is the family obtained the video of mm-hmm. this arrest mm-hmm. that took place in March, wherein there were a number of officers assembled in the street when you're when you're watching this lapel cam video, and there is a naked man mm-hmm. who is. Certain points in the video, so there's an entire arrest that takes place, but for a extended period, he's on his knees in the street. It's raining or snowing. It's it's nasty outside, Mm -hmm. and you can hear him just—he's hysterical and he's yelling all sorts of nonsense things and the cops are having interactions with him. Occasionally they will laugh because he will say something yeah, nuts yeah. about like his genitals. Like yeah, look, it, look at this big black dick or something. It, like Yeah. That, and then the, the cops thing. Laugh.
4: And, and, and um, that's the thing. Cause initially it was like, they were, this is so weird. It's like, they put a bag over his head and they laughed yeah, and died. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I was like, that well, doesn't seem right.
0: So, so, but so there's some nuance. That's not so there's exactly some, what you There's think. some, yeah, there's some yeah, nuance. Yeah, there's yeah. some complexity. And the issue is not that they put a, that, that, the issue is not that they laughed at him for being in the street and that he's naked. The issue is that he dies. Mm -hmm. And the narrative appears to be that he dies because he asphyxiated. And if you've seen these headlines and you haven't read the stories, you might believe that he he asphyxiated because they put a bag over his head and the bag killed him. Yes, It's a bit more complicated than that. There is an entire day's, worth of odyssey that this man had gone through where his he'd been thrown off of a bus his brother had to come pick him up and tried to take him back to the house he had apparently jumped off of a a huge like flight of stairs at the home and couldn't stay in the house with his brother his brother calls law enforcement to look for his brother to look for him because he'd run out of the house naked and was running around the neighborhood spitting on people saying he had covid He was having a a mental break. He was high on some sort of substance. He had been committed to the hospital, and he was still high as a kite when the cops Mm -hmm. finally get to him. They restrain him. They put a bag over his head because he's spitting. Mm -hmm. This is a spit bag. It's Mm -hmm. not like a paper bag they found somewhere. It's mesh, and this is a thing that people do. I don't know how frequently people asphyxiate because they're wearing these bags, but what ended up happening is while they're trying to restrain him get him to calm down because he'd been yelling about taking officers guns and killing people and apparently continuing to get up and trying to spit it's always hard to see on the lapel video exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening but at some point along the way he throws up in this bag
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and he chokes to death and he's breathing his own vomit in Mm -hmm. this bag which is the bag is designed so that if he spits the spit is not traveling and hitting the officer's Obviously, it is entirely possible that he, if he throws up in this bag that he could die. What I found somewhat perplexing as I watched the video is once the ambulance, the the medical folks are on the scene and the law enforcement is having a conversation with him, I could still hear the guy. And, trying to
3: choke breathe? Well,
0: not choke breathe, but some sort of like mumbling or something, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's one of those things where the language that's been used by the family is I the brother says, I called the police to get help for my brother, not to lynch him. Mm. Lynch him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. And at a minimum, and we've talked about this before, when law enforcement takes someone into custody, they're responsible for the care and well being of that person. They are. They've restrained them, they have handcuffs on them. There are more of you than there are him. Yes, he's unwell, but this is part of the job. Mm-hmm. Our shitty system. As these guys and these guys are responsible for helping mentally ill people who are in desperate situations. Yeah. And if we were at all sane, if this was a reasonable country, we wouldn't be freaking the fuck out about race and policing. We would be having serious conversations about mental health, the, the, rel- the relative frequency with which people who have mental health issues end up interacting with the police principally first and foremost. And how frequently that goes bad, like fatally fucking bad because families don't have great options because there aren't great public services for these things. And the situation often goes like this. The man died in police custody. And to the extent police are responsible for that, and they are at least to the degree that they were that he was in their custody when he was injured in some way. It's not yet clear whether or not he was in their custody when he sort of suffered, you know, the the injury that would eventually take his life or even if the injury took his life or not the drugs. I don't know. There is a grand jury that's being convened. There is is a further investigation that actually needs to happen. And what everyone is responding to at this point is headlines that say this black man was killed because a bag was put over his head or a black man was killed. Actually, here it is. Um, seven. Poli- well, no, that's that's the wrong one. I got I, I definitely have a, a screenshot of it someplace. Uh, the same
4: happened in Denver too. Of course, of the mentally um, ill person who was killed uh, or died in police custody in Denver, and the top line headline was that he was injected with ketamine by the authorities whether the police was was in the ambulance, which is hmm. actually fairly common. Um, because it it you know I you know when something I had a like operation with my dentist and i they gave me ketamine this is what happens it's it's normal but that, that the headline was and i think that was actually a really bad example and the police really screwed that one up but um the headline was ketamine killed this guy they they shot him full of ketamine and he died mm. and they put a bag over his head and he died and you always should expect that there's some other context mm-hmm. to this stuff but one Thing to camille's point well b- before you yeah, do go it, ahead the, the go headline ahead. is the yeah. subhead
0: is daniel purdue died in rochester after officers covered his head with a hood period not hood that a hood yeah it's not it's that's that's not how that it works it's leading that's not how that works it's leading that's the new york times
4: that's the new york times and that's when i texted you about that today i was like i thought that i actually fell for i fell for it but i read that headline and thought it was much worse than it was it's still bad but what i saw was like okay i get this a little more But I have slightly evolved on something that I've evolved on. I understood the uh, police reform movement to fund the police. The police should not be involved in X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that we talked about on the show was, you know, traffic stops, et cetera, you know, uh, speeding, things like that. One of those things is mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I've increasingly seen examples of this, that if a mental health professional went there, they'd be dead. There was one in Florida, a white woman um, who was shot and killed by the police. Uh, nobody cares about this. It was two days ago. Yep. And there was a, um, maybe it wasn't two days ago, but the camera came out two days. It was the, it was the body cam that they were called because this woman, I think the woman herself called and was having a mental health issue and that there was a roommate and there was some bad situation. So the officer comes, female officer. And the woman comes out and maybe they sent a female officer because that was kind of their version of it. Like their version of it well, was sent a female officer, to talk to this woman. The woman comes out uh, with a very, very large knife and mm. uh, thrust right at the woman. And the woman shoots her in the chest once. One, one shot, and she's down and she's mm. dead. Mm. And if you have to put a, a, a mental health professional in that situation, there was a, also a very good actually piece in the Washington Post about a similar thing um how this would would have panned out with a mental health professional where someone was called to a house their i think their son was in the basement they went to the basement to talk to this person and the guy was having a fit and then at some point went around the corner came back with a gun mm-hmm. and they shot and killed him mm-hmm. um because he had a gun trained on the officer right that, that gun trained on a mental health worker um is terrifying to me is that and who's gonna want to do that job the ease with which the dummies in this city and where, who I see saying, well, you know what we should do? We should have you know, mental health people in this. Cause so many of these are mental health issues. And I know. Yes I do. But a lot of people who have mental health issues can be violent too, mm-hmm. particularly when they're living on the streets and the way of surviving on the streets is violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be prepared all the time. You have a knife and whatever. Um, I don't think that the solutions that we see people talking about are so easy. They're no. not thinking no.
3: them through. When I talk to some people, um, early like five o'clock in the morning after like across the federal building because i was like what happens in the morning when they, somebody has to clean up all this mess yeah. and um one, pa- one particular guy exactly. who was there it's at the jobs program at the riot ribs who you know collected like three hundred thousand dollars and then just dipped I'm not really sure how that worked out after bless his heart right yeah uh there was a dude he there hate, he hates capitalism and, uh, take that money. he was sort of an ungainly 30 something white dude and i was like why are you here he's like well you know i I, i'm not really the kind of person that can like riot but i feel like i can you know do kind of like volunteer work in the morning like i can like do my part
4: yeah that's what normal people do by the way (laughs) that's that's actually a normal reaction is to say i don't riot i do like like i will clean up and do Mm -hmm. community service that's what a, a sensible person would do yeah
0: but. And, and I, I, the last thing I'll say about this is I think there's probably there's someone listening who thinks to themselves, God, Camille, Camille will bend over backwards to try to explain away obvious examples on police racism. The police are killing black people. And every single time he finds a way to make this not about the murder of black people. Why doesn't he, why doesn't he just admit it's racist? This is the most <laughs> racist thing that he's ever said, demonstrating, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> what I'm demonstrating here is genuine <laughs> fucking curiosity about what actually happens to be true because it's materially significant. If in fact the police are killing black people because they're super racist, we should talk about that. It'd be a very hard problem to solve, but we should talk about it. But since that's probably not the case, yep, I'm, I'm putting it out there. There's a lot of other things that could be happening. And it's worth trying to understand. If spit bags have a high probability of killing people when they're used, I don't know that that's true. I suspect it's probably not. Then we should talk about that and figure it out. If there I needs if to be new procedures, it, maybe there's another, for how to deal with yeah. these I mean, That's, that's something yeah. we should talk about. We
2: had chokeholds. This is 34 years. Things ago. that
0: we All can right. talk about, and one has to be legitimately curious about the details of these investigations in order to actually get to those answers. And I, and I fear, I don't fear. I know for a fact that at the moment we could give two bucks what's true about most of these cases of course no. that that fantastic Breonna Taylor story came out and has a lot of really interesting details in it and I don't know that most people who care nope. about that case or at least say they care about it who went out to protest and marched in the street who couldn't find like 20 minutes to read this stellar piece giving you all sorts of context about the background and the circumstances that led up to it and some of the policy decisions that help to create circumstances that allow for something piece? like Who this wrote to that happen. Oh, it was, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, you guys talked good. about that, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, right, It's just like, it's, it's frustrating. exasperating. It's, frustrating. it's exasperating. But, yeah. but one does have to actually care about what happens in these cases, and it's not enough to arrive with a perspective and to presume it to be true, and it's also the case, and we just have to look at the data here, The number of people shot and killed by police in this country is high relative to most other places, not so high when you look at our violent crime rates and the number of Black people who are killed with respect to, you know, their police encounters, at least with respect to police-involved shootings, because it's different when they die in custody. We don't have great data on that. We should. That's something we could talk about. But it's just the numbers do not suggest that there is an epidemic of police violence aimed at Black people. It is true that it is out of proportion to their share of the population, but it's also true that more than half of these people are white. If, in fact, this problem is fundamentally about racism, it is a weird ass way that it manifests itself. When half of the people who die are not black, it's
5: also strange <laughs> that nobody—they're
0: white. It's actually more than half
4: the people who die aren't but, white, but, are, but aren't black. The hardest thing to say, and the hardest thing for anyone to acknowledge, is that. Um, The cases that we're seeing now have one of two things involved with them, which is a mental health crisis Mm -hmm. or criminal activity. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the hunted language, the randomness that one suggests in it is that, you know, look, uh, Jacob Blake was the the police were called about him Mm -hmm. and the Lieutenant governor of uh, Wisconsin who I saw Mandela. What's his name? I saw him giving a speech when I got there long after this uh, uh, information was public to him uh, saying, of course, that he was there to break up a fight. That was not true. That makes it sound rather benign that this is a person. This was, this was before he, the
0: riots happened.
4: This was after. Oh, he gave, he gave the speech again. He, well, this well is he made those comments you. again. Yeah. I, when I sent you, I can't, I think that was after the riots. Happened. Huh. Um, I have to look at the data, okay. but either way he's spreading misinformation. Mm-hmm. And the way of framing that, is of course that not only is this not somebody not doing something wrong, it's somebody doing something right. The opposite of that. He's actually doing what the police should be doing, breaking up fights. When the police were called because he was there, because he shouldn't have been there, and because the woman who called him didn't want him there, and had been sexually, I think it was the same woman who had been sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. by him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was quite plausible uh, and, and very detailed what had happened, and various other things that had happened with him in the past um the same thing is true in other instances like look the it, it, people are not just being plucked out of out of the you know you know walking down the street and being hurt, being you know beaten to death or being shot or being these examples that we see now are bad situations in which there is criminal activity involved so like look we're actually having a debate about this thing in in dc there was some some debate of whether or not the guy was throwing his gun or training his gun on the police officer. He's an 18 year old gang member with a gun in Southeast DC. That's the problem. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not like people say that could be me. No, it couldn't. It couldn't be you. You're a journalist. That's not going to happen to you. Why are we pretending that it will happen to you? It will not. And if the odds that it does happen to you are very, very low. I mean, there are very low to your
2: point. There are cases of, People who are not suffering a mental break, who are not engaged in criminal activity, um, who happen to be black, mm-hmm. let's say, sure. or um, and undeniable, who but... get shot and killed by police. And you can count them I'm just on saying, yes. your hands and your, yes. on your toes on yes. an annualized yes. basis. Yes. Today, uh, Jonathan Adler, the, the great law professor, just tweeted out something of like, hey, I didn't really realize that, you know, 50 years ago, New York City police. Uh, uh were involved in like five or seven times seven times seven times, times as many shootings yeah. um years ago as they were this year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I It's weird that I didn't know that. And I just happened to tweet like mm-hmm. more people should know this. Nobody
0: yeah. People don't care about the facts yeah. related to this shit. And it was <laughs> they interesting. Don't care.
2: It was interesting to see yeah. people come at me for saying this. Why are you
0: saying black lives don't matter, Matt? That's including true. people in, saying indications of facts that what are you doing?
2: This this number is like worse than useless. Someone said, I said, <gasps>
0: this is, this is the number of killings yeah,
2: yeah. comparing the number of killings. It's not new.
0: It's not new. Do you, you remember when I went to Rutgers like three, four years ago? And I'm talking to these kids about police involved shootings. And I say, you know, here, are are the data. These are, these are the facts. And a kid stands up in the crowd and he starts to yell at me and he screams, don't talk to me about facts. I don't need no facts. I live every day as a black man. That's that bullshit. I'm a paranoid lunatic who believes I'm going to be (laughs) murdered by the police. Like any moment now. Just for standing here talking to you. So I don't need evidence. I don't need facts. And anyone who suggests them is apparently defective. Uh, But it's also, I mean, to
4: say that those... Uh, numbers are useless or worse than useless. I don't know what worse than useless is. Maybe I've offensive that or from, I've gotten that from friends. It makes, it, no sense, sense. It, makes, it makes no sense to say it. But, um, you know, it correlates with something. It correlates with the number of murders in New York going down, yep. which suggests to me that people aren't sort of recklessly and needlessly discharging their weapons
2: because in New York
4: is safer. The police are shooting less,
2: a lot less. At least until the last few months. <laughs> At least in the past few yeah. months. And that, that yeah. by the way,
4: the correlation there is not an uptick mm. of police shooting and then people defending yeah. themselves. It's the the uptick of the police still not discharging their weapons and people getting shot in the streets quite, yeah. quite a bit. So I mean, the, yeah, I don't need your inconvenient facts because I've got a narrative to to, to service, which is ge- genocide too. Yeah. that's the word. Genocide. I mean. is like genocide. Yeah. Genocide. I,
0: at, at at the risk of making this the most maggotastic episode <laughs> oh, of history, God. <laughs> column, I'll, I'll, I'll close. Feels that way. I'll close it? with two brief. Well, we're beating the hell out of the left. In this particular dispatch. We we just are. We're pummeling. But
3: aren't they inviting it a little I, bit? I
0: think they are, and I think it is <laughs> fair and legitimate. And there are plenty of things that I could say about it. But we're not identifying it as running. the left. No, I'm, no. I don't It's just people think, who I don't think just we are, but, but refuse to see something that's so obvious to the rest of the world. But at the end of the day, this this many of the things that we are talking about are generally associated with the left. When yeah. I'm getting ready to say, right. like more specifically sets it in that universe and i was going to suggest that that when i think about the moment we find ourselves in the person who i think about most frequently is alexandria ocasio cortez mm-hmm. and i always hear her voice bit of a genocidal asking. talking about <laughs> cortez, talking about Killer. people being more concerned <laughs> with being actually correct than morally right and i i really do think that is the ethos of our time. That is the thing. 100%. It doesn't factually, you want to debate this? You want to have a conversation about what's happening in the streets? What don't you understand? Why don't you just sit this one out, white person? You don't need to have an opinion on this. You don't need to ask questions. We know what's going on. Just let the people of color explain this to you. Well, That sounds a little racist. That sounds racist to you? I think you're obviously racist. You you cannot engage. You don't have a right to because we already have all of the right conclusions, we only need your assent. And if you're not agreeing with us, if you're not speaking out actively in favor of our cause, you are the enemy, and you are part of the problem. We've seen that show before. I wonder if you're, any you're of the either postmodernists, with us or against us,
4: if any postmodernists in university uh, in the 1990s realized that have been so successful in the in the idea that facts uh, are not. are are, are stories that you that that everyone experiences and are not actual things Mm. that exist in the universe right that you know the the japanese might have uh, bombed pearl harbor december 7th 1941 but that's it beyond that the facts are you know how they hit me how i feel them what i feel them to be i mean that is i mean when people talk about cultural marxism and stupid stuff like that it's a dopey way of like saying, you know, I think the appropriate thing is to talk about like postmodernism in this way that facts are what was under attack. And this is facts don't mean what you think they do. Mm-hmm. And now it's become a kind of mainstream currency. I don't think people realize that that's what they're saying or realize that that's the kind of etymology of it, but that's essentially how we live now. Yeah. And when you do say these things to people, they're like, well, I mean, I'm like, well, there's not a lot of well in this. And I see it every fucking day in every fucking story that I read. And it's increasingly um, making me want to kill myself.
0: The reason I said this may become the most fantastic episode is I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about the single best thing that the Trump administration has done. Oh yeah, <laughs> The single oh best thing that they've done. And it just is.
2: If there were this erect is, penis this actually, emojis, Camille would have the sent them. This is, oh,
0: this, is the, this is the best thing. This is Come this is on. the moment Hey, I'm going to quote Van Jones here, who I, I actually just had a thing with. Um, this is Thanks. the moment he became president. When I saw oh, <laughs> this September 4th, Jeez. 2020 memorandum for the heads of executive departments and agencies. And it is apparently and I, I imagine that Donald Trump, if you asked him what anti-racism is or to explain something like, you know, critical race theory, he just <laughs> would not. He wouldn't know where to begin. He has no idea what these things are, but it doesn't matter. This is this is his guy. And it is a memorandum explaining that the president objects to all of these various training programs that exist, suggesting that white people are inherently defective and awful and giving them all of the other sort of indoctrination and anti-racism um, and the various critical race theory training modules that are involved in these training programs and they say explicitly the president has directed me to ensure that federal agencies cease and desist from using taxpayer dollars to fund these divisive un-american propaganda training sessions
4: is that an executive order banning robin d'angelo in
0: in (laughs) in federal in federal in federal settings They're not going to use taxpayer dollars to pay for white fragility training. And I, for one, am totally in favor of this. I think it's legal. Matt, is this legal? Can he do this? I think so. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> making I don't making drink. drinks. Matt's making drinks for the yeah. moment i don't yeah. care I, I think so. I, anything that you're not allowed to spend taxpayer do- dollars on is generally like fine with me and in this particular case given my deep contempt for these horrible ideas i think it's great i also was reading um stories about some of the people who are making millions of dollars selling these training programs yes to the federal government what a racket fuck all of you forever <laughs> yeah maca
4: Bye. Bye. Oh my God! <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> we, we know of
1: new methods of attack. The Trojan Horde The fifth column. column.